Good evening and welcome to the Boom or Bust NRL Fantasy Podcast. So we are in week 10 of our pre-season previews. This is the last week, everyone, because technically it's really round one. So thank you for uh, whoever's made it this far with us. And uh, yeah, we're going to welcome the crew for tonight. So uh, welcome to Mitch Brown, our expert physio. Hey, Mitch. Hey, mate. Footy's back. Footy's back. And to we're also welcoming Nick Lord, who is our uh, stats guru and resident fantasy nugget. G'day, guys. It's Christmas all over again. Your first T-list Tuesday, I'm not sure. Were you guys refreshing the page at 358, 359 and everything like that? I, given, I, given I had no internet with the, the floods today, I, I didn't bother, but I will be next week. I, I had a bit of an issue there where I was like, oh, 358. It's like, oh, it's a couple of minutes, guys. And then I look up against like 407. I've missed seven minutes. So, <laughs> yeah. And then I had to like do real work. So, I mean, yeah, real work. Yeah. Yeah. Once a year. So, look, uh, before we get into Teamless Tuesday, guys, look, I'd just like to say thank you to our loyal listeners and Facebook slash Instagram followers. So, guys, we're almost up to 500 Facebook likes, which I guess for a brand new podcast, I, I know, guys, I don't think we get there all year. So, yeah, thank you to everyone out there. And, um, Look, we've also got 317 people in the overall league. Guys, what do you reckon about that? You. Nick, can you afford that? No, I can't <laughs> afford it. Can we, make it. can we make it like 50 cents or something like that? Yeah, I don't see, know. It, it would have to be like uh, when you sponsor MS Readathon or something, bro. <laughs> Mate, I'm going to go, I'm gonna have to go collect like those cans and stuff like that, like from outside pubs and everything to like try and fundraise myself or I, I have to like sell raffle tickets. You know, Emma, Emma does that. If, if we're at the park and she sees a loose can, I've got to pick it up so I can get the, the 10 cents or whatever it's worth. It just, you know, stacking those 10 cent coins one at a time. There you yeah. go. So, I'll, donate, I'll donate to you, Nick. 10 thanks, cents at a time. It's, no it's going to get crowdfunded by uh, Public Trash. Excellent. The joke, so, the joke is that everyone who beats me in the overall league, I'm meant to donate $5. So uh, I'm, I'm, I'm going pretty hard at this, this, this uh, overall this year, guys. Yeah, fair enough. And look, uh, we also just thank you to everyone who filled up our three head-to-head leagues. Look, we didn't need to go public with these at all. So that's, what, 60 people joined in a real short order of time. So thanks, everyone. And Appreciate the love, guys. I don't know if I do because everyone was so keen to join my league and beat me up. I was mildly offended. I copped, copped some criticism for my team on the on the Facebook stuff, which was totally fine. And then we post the leagues, and my my league's full in almost a day. It's like no one wants to join Stu and Nick. I, I was I was offended that I'm considered an easy beat. <laughs> easy wins, boys. Oh, easy wins. Oh, so starting with Max and Josh King. Yeah, I can see why people were keen to get in on some of that action. So. <laughs> Anyway, look, um, but uh, yes, so thank you for that. And thank you for everyone who's taken time to hit us up in the DMs, not just for league stuff, but for asking questions. So look, we've had a, had a few good guys like, uh, uh, Jonty and some of the other guys who've, who've asked us questions over time. Uh, thank you to everyone. I give you all shout outs, but I'll be here for a while and you'd all be bored. So, uh, moving on, uh, Look, guys, I'm going to try and keep up as much of the daily coverage as I can as well. Uh, we're look, going to look to have some game day posts. Uh, the first week ones I'm going to make, they're pretty cool. Uh, Nick's had a look. What do you think, Nick? 
Mate, mate, it's spice. It's it's very nice. Um, I hope you guys, you know, really enjoy it. Uh, I know Stu's put in absolutely no time into it, and it's um, completely <laughs> rushed. But no, nah, nah, he's done. He's done an excellent job. Excellent. And then after that, we'll probably just have like a uh, weekly, uh, weekly game thread, so that you know people can chat about how they're doing and whatever else. As well as uh, we'll have all sorts of content coming out of the pod and from the leagues. So guys, uh, look, I'll probably skip straight over most of the news because basically most of the news is Teamless Tuesday, right? Is there any other news that we should be aware of? Nothing that I've seen or nothing of huge relevance to fantasy players at this point. Most of the relevant news comes out of today, right? That's true. The only one that I saw was Anthony Milford. Apparently the Knights were interested in trying to sign him because he had a couple of assault charges dropped or soon to be dropped. So... That's something to keep in the back of your mind, guys, that they were trying to sign Anthony Milford. Uh, Barry Tui also backed that up as well. Like, he's sort of been uh, a bit on the fence about it on Twitter. Normally, if it wasn't true, it'd just go, no, no truth to that. So, it looks like the Knights may want a piece of Anthony Milford at some point this year. Looks like they feel the same way about that Knights halves pairing as we did in our preview. <laughs> That's true. Well, look, Anthony Milford would be a pretty good 14 or uh, even number 7, so... I think a six to go with uh, Clifford is my yeah. thinking now, but um, much cheaper than Luke Brooks, who I proposed when we did our night spot. That's true. That's true. And um, yeah, so I, I guess I guess we'll see what happens to Anthony Milford, assuming he beats those court charges and the NRL allows him to uh, sign up, which they didn't seem too keen on apparently. But apart from that, uh, look, guys, we had some questions, but most of, pretty much all of them were around Teamless Tuesday. So, guys, um, hopefully we answer your questions. If not, you know, let me know and I'll answer them in person. Uh, so, Teamless Tuesday, fellas. Uh, we're going to go through that game by game. So, we're going to start with the Panthers versus the Seagulls, which is on Thursday night. This Thursday, we're, what, less than 48 hours away, guys? Uh, 8 p.m. at Blue Bet Stadium. So, uh, Panthers. Was there some big news today, guys, about the Panthers? Oh, nah, nothing. Nah, let's skip over them, boys. Okay, cool. And as, <laughs> so anyways, <laughs> as everyone knew, as I was getting panicked announcements at about, what, 2 o'clock today, 1 o'clock today, something like that, no Nathan Cleary. So... Nathan Cleary. Did you guys feel like a change of the wind or something? Like it's like something. There was a disturbance in the force or something when that news dropped. It was like a bombshell. I didn't. I didn't feel a disturbance, but you know, with the hot, the phone being in and out of reception all day today, my phone suddenly popped up with like fifty messages just buzzing away from all the group chats we're a part of, and I sort of thought, oh, what 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 else could that be other than Cleary not being named? It was. I think it's probably the best thing that could happen to the fantasy season just from the variability we're going to see in teams. There were a lot of the team builds I was seeing out there and certainly between the three of us, I thought it was quite similar. Whereas um, I feel very comfortable adding a bit of spice to my team, which, which will be good. That's it. And I guess it's a question of whether people, do they spend all the money and spread it out or do they um, just buy one player and save a bit of cash for Cleary when he comes back in? So that'll be an interesting one. So, yeah, so in case you've been living under a rock, but somehow you listen to our podcast, uh, Nathan Cleary is out for the first three weeks, at least, they said, the first three weeks. So, um, but look, I think that'll be good for him. And I think that looking after him will probably be good for the Panthers and for New South Wales because it looks like Sean O'Sullivan can do a decent job. 
I think you might end up with uh, one in the loss column though this week, mate. Oh, quite, quite possibly, mate. Like unless unless we really come out of the blocks, quite possibly. But you know, you, you expect these things from time to time. Um, look, the other things to come out from today. So we have uh, Targo. Um, Isaac Targo and Charlie Staines are confirmed starters. I know a few people are thinking Staines might be off to Reggie's. He is not. No reserve grade for him. And Isaac Targo, the dual player centre edge, uh, 334K, is also confirmed. And he looked good as well. So, guys, Targo, possible buy for you guys? Yeah, like a minute, Lock him in, he's sitting in my second row as we speak. Second row? you got a centre in your second row. Okay. Nick's, M- M- Mitch has obviously, you know, had an interesting day. But, yeah, no, f- fair enough. <laughs> uh, so. I, uh, look, to, to be fair, I haven't had much of a chance to go through uh, my current roster yet, but he's currently sitting there. Now I've got a million dollars cash. That could change, right? 100%. Probably should. Like a centre at centre or, a, you know, second row at centre is good, but a, a centre at second row is well, well, it would be easy for me to change Jack Bird to second row because he's oh, that, currently sitting in my oh, centre column. That's true. So. That, 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 that makes more sense. I feel better about you know, you continue on this podcast like but, <laughs> everyone in my league was basically licking their chops at the at the prospect of that. I, I wouldn't mind a little bit of foxing at this point because I, I I don't want to feel like an easy beat. That's true. All right, so look, Targo and Staines, guys. I will say probably stay away because unless he gets five or seven tries or whatever else, he just doesn't score fantasy points. He's he's a better player than he is a fantasy player. So he just it just doesn't quite get through the level of meters that someone like a Brian Toto does just due to the he's not big enough. Um so the other one is Sorensen. Uh is the the bench is pretty in, interesting for these guys. So we got Matt Eisenhuth, Spencer Linear, uh Mitch Kenny, and uh Scott Sorensen. And from what I understand is that uh look Mitch Kenny, uh they're really trying to prep to be hooker for next year like so he'll split some time with Appy more than likely and probably some time at lock um, but it looks like Sorensen might be in that kind of edge rotation mix like what they did last year with Kikau and Martin and Capewell so that's something to be careful of if you guys have picked up Martin or uh, Kikau is that Sorensen's likely to get sort of 40, 50, 60 minutes a game just on the edge um yeah, apart from that, guys, anything else from the Panthers that stood out for you? I mean, I think the big thing to talk about is what sort of vibe do we have about the Cleary situation? I'm sure most people who are listening to the podcast are keen on knowing our collective thoughts on what we're going to do and how we're going to manage it and are we going to look to bring him in first round or try and cash in. Now, Stu, what are your sorts of thoughts on your approach to the current situation? That's a great question. So, look, for myself, I've just gone, well, look, he's, he's not in. So, they've obviously, his rehab isn't 100% or they really want to make sure he is 100% before he comes back. So, look, I've, I'm going to spend the money. So, I'm going to spread it out a little bit throughout my team. So, like, whereas before I was really cutting to the bone with my middle forwards and things like that, I'm sort of just upgrading upgrading them a bit around so that to from possible starters to, you know, definite starters... And um, I've also just picked up a couple of guys like Payne Haas has joined my team. Uh, so Udo Ikema, uh, Ikemanu has upgraded to Payne Haas, 
which is a pretty decent upgrade. And a couple of guys like that. How about yourself, Nick? What what, what are you thinking? Yeah, I'm pretty similar. So I was pretty um, backs heavy based upon uh, last week where we were looking at. So I'm sort of trying to work that out a little bit. But now I don't have to because I've got all this cash. So yeah, bring in Haas. Um, You know, just bring in a Grant if you didn't already have him. Um, They're probably some of the big ones. And then, you know, are some people really going to cash down in their halves to say like a Nico Hines, Toby Sexton sort of cash range? Um, around that 600k or you know my initial thought was to bring in someone like uh, Jerome Hughes who I think you guys know I'm pretty high on doesn't play origin plays in a great team gets better every year Um, or do you bring in a Cameron Munster I'm not too sure Um, I'm sort of leaning towards moving Hines from my wing fullback position into my halves um, and then bringing and then bringing in another heart and bringing another wing fullback but um, I'm still yet to sort of work that through um though i may end up bringing in toby sexton potentially i'm I'm not too sure it might take a 24 hours or so to sort of work it out but um it it definitely gives a lot more balance to the side that's for sure hey um mitch uh have you now that you sort of listen to Stu and i are you going to copy our ideas uh or are you going to find something else to do hey i actually you know it was the first thing i did when i got home just before i jumped on here is I was mulling it over in my head with the the intermittent feed I was getting from you guys. And uh, I was pretty high on him in our final podcast. So my basic strategy at this point is, number one, fix my bloody middle uh, crisis that I was having there. So one of the king boys is out for Angus Crichton. So I freed up a fair amount of cash there. Uh, I managed to bring in Harry Grant for Corey Pay, So I've upgraded um, at that position. And I've brought in Benny Hunt. So my basic theory is I'm looking at a couple of those mid-tier players who have really good runs. So we know that the Roosters are going to have an excellent run early on. We know that the Storm are going to be pretty strong early on, though I'm missing a week with Harry Grant. And we know that Ben Hunt's probably going to take a large um, chunk of that um, pizza away from uh, Amon. So I feel like all of them have points in them. They're guaranteed to to at least stay the same, but ideally come in with a bit more cash. And then my game plan currently is probably to give Cleary at least a week. I'm going to roll the dice for at least a week with him just because I suspect now, as I said in the earlier podcast, that because they're giving him that time to get better, they'll probably wean him into the season. And at that point, you know, looking to either trade in possibly Ben Hunt with someone else to get clear and and bank a bit of cash. So as you sort of said, Nick, have a bit of an even spread. And um, from that from that on those safer sort of players, cash back into Cleary and then maybe use some of the extra cash on that to, to, to upgrade other players. So just use it as an opportunity to farm more cash because I, I really felt quite locked into Cleary and I didn't like that restriction. And with this sort of news, I feel very flexible and happy with my side. It has a lot more balance, whereas um, prior, I sort of had to make the team work around Cleary. Mm. Yeah, I, I must say I I did feel a bit better about removing him out as much as, you know, as a Panthers fan, I want him in. Uh, I already had Toby Sexton in there as the other half. So I was like, what do I do with all this money? So I'm still... Are you off Jake out. Clifford now? Uh, I, w- I upgraded Jake Clifford to Sexton because once I heard about Milford, right? And plus, uh, I'm pretty sure Toby Sexton will drink all the milkshake up at... Uh, 
uh, up on the Gold Coast. So yeah, right. Anyway, but look, you know, plus this pedigree is pretty good. So and if not, I'll just blame uh, Mark from Fantasy Sandwiches because you know he he put me on him. Uh, it's it's great because you just get to blame someone else all year. Um. Anyway, so look, guys. Out of that, basically, the guys that I have currently in my team, I've got Stephen Crichton still because uh, he still looks like a pretty good lock and uh, for my team and I've got Isaac Targo have you guys got any other Panthers no I've just got those two Mitch uh, I've got Targo and Crichton that's it yep okay cool the center pairing that's a very interesting one but I guess a lot of turnover in that spot yes yeah. just 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 briefly I don't feel particularly good about that now that Cleary's gone because I don't think there are as many points in this Panthers team like as I sit here and mull over my team I am I'm going to find a way to get rid of Targo I suspect I, I think I'll wait for Cleary to come back for him I just I, I actually think based on what I saw without Cleary last year it was something I was saying to you uh, yesterday Stu is they just weren't the same team without him Burton was good but um, that attack does not click without him so I'll probably keep Crichton but I, I might look to find a way to get rid of Targo with this extra cash mm, fair enough alright moving on to the other side of the equation guys Sea Eagles so um, some big news out of that Dylan Walker is out and our good friend Kula of oh, the 220k you know, 10.58 seconds, 100 meter dash cooler is in. So, uh, I guess, how do we, f- how do we feel about that? Yeah, uh, cooler is in the number 14 jersey, so I wouldn't say it's necessarily a buy. Um, there was a bit of hope that maybe he'd take Morgan Harper's spot, but um, I think that would make that edge quite susceptible um, from a defensive point of view. Morgan Harper's quite a big body, so. I think they sort of made the right call. They can sort of bring Cooler along um, as quite a young sort of player. Um, but I would anticipate Dylan Walker coming back in um, when he becomes fit again because my understanding is he's not hes not even named in the 24. So my understanding is he's got, he picked up an injury, didn't he, this year? Knee injury. So yeah, it's so, not specified yet, but yes, he's definitely got an injury of some kind. Yeah, so uh, I wouldn't necessarily bring in Cooler necessarily despite the te- the uh, potential guys yeah no good call there um and look uh the other one's in is Olokuatu is in we thought that he had a broken arm but he must have just jarred that arm guys when he's when he put into the ground so which is good news uh for him so he's one of the edges and Ethan Bullimore has picked up the second edge position which was left open by that uh, uh injury to Schuster so, uh, and uh, our boom player, potential boom player, Carl Lawton, is on the bench. So, Mitch, thoughts about that? Uh, first thought, Ethan Bullimore is now in my starting squad. Second thought, Carl Lawton is out of my team completely. Uh, lots of movement on Big Bear's lads, lads tonight. This is... Um, Unless Carl Lawton's a starting player. As, as you sort of said, Stu, if I can get every player on my team in the 13 now that Cleary's gone, I will. And therefore, he's gone. Mm, good call. Um, I like that one. So, yeah, and it looks like because uh, there's only one, one spot in there, guys, I guess, yeah, Bullimore's nice and cheap. So you can get on him and you won't lose your shirt. He looked he looked good. Did you guys like him in that trial? I thought he looked good. Um, um, you go, Mitch. 
Yeah, look, I, I, I liked what I saw. He was solid. He's no he's no Schuster, but you'll make a bit of cash and then obviously as soon as Schuster comes back, it's time to get off the Bullimore train and, um, you know, look to cash into someone else. Oh, my hope is Kieran Foran gets injured and, and Schuster moves into the, into the halves. <laughs> then you get oh, on, on the Schuster's train. Don't say that. That's, that's mean. Foz has had that's, a tough run, mate. Uh, I, I'm, okay, not, okay, I'm not having mate, any of that. Maybe he doesn't get injured. Maybe he just has, he get, he wins a free trip for a year to Bali or something like that. And oh. it just happens to go. Fine. <laughs> he goes up to into heaven on a chariot of fire. Okay. He goes to the Knights. How about that? Perfect. He goes to the Knights on two. Why would you years. wish that on him? It's <laughs> <laughs> worse than getting injured. Why don't you send him to the friggin' Tigers? Like, honestly. <laughs> That's is You do all right, the Tigers, everyone. Anyway, moving on. Uh, look, guys, so Panthers versus Seagulls. Uh, okay, we've been through the team lists. Uh, any more thoughts about the Seagulls? No, that's about it for me. No, okay. mate. Prediction. Who's going to win? I've got Manly by 12. Yeah, I'll take Manly. Okay, and I... Look, I'm going to tip Manly on this one. I, I cannot. I'm sorry. Like, after the performance the other day, I, I'm really worried about the Panthers. Uh, Question, Stu. If on a, on a P scale, 10, you pissed your pants, soaking wet, zero, completely dry, where do you sit right now with the Panthers based on what you saw with the trial? Um... Probably about a four, I reckon. Just the answer is Nathan Clear is not there, but we've got to get better when he's not there. It also shows you how bloody good he is because he just he sets up opportunities all across the field. But I think there's got to be a bit of a learning process here where they've got to go, well, what do we do without him? Very much like um, a Turbo Tom situation where players naturally gravitate you know, towards the best guy and the opportunities that he creates and with Nathan Cleary because he touches the ball so often it's just it's such a huge impact on the team like I don't, well, I don't man, know Manly's solution to not having Manly's solution to not having Turbo Toms to lose badly as it turns out yeah pretty much so, so uh, and I'm looking forward to my birthday mate that's going to be really good that is going to be really good. It, it should be a good game now. The Dragons versus the Panthers. We might have a chance. 100%. Oh, look, I remember a few years ago, you tuned us up as well, round one. So, anyway, moving on. Uh, guys, uh, so all three of us have uh, Manly to win. Uh, next up, Raiders versus Sharks, which is on Friday, 6 p.m. at GIO Stadium in what will probably be you know, a very cold and ugly uh, Canberra. So, Raiders guys, uh, looking at this team list, Savage is out of the 17. So whoever was like riding the Savage train for all it was worth, it's probably time to, you know, pull the cord and ask the bus driver to, to pull over. And you're probably gonna have to hail an Uber back to reality. He's not in. So, uh, and look, so we've got Charles Nickel Klockstad at uh, one. The other big news on this one, guys, is no croaker. So, I know that we have opinions about that. So, so let's pass those two over. Nick, what do you think about that? Um, Xavier Savage, no surprise. I sort of tipped it early just based upon watching the trials. He got found down in defense and, you know, Chancellor Clockstad, he, he's got that work rate. He knows the fullback position. So, I'm not surprised by that at all. Jared Croker, um, I'm, I actually am a little bit surprised because whilst Schiller looked really good in that trial, um, 
I'm not sure he was much better than Croker. So um, who do we think is going to take the kicking duties uh, with Croker gone, guys? Is it... Brad, I, I think I read Brad Schneider might be a kicker, Stu. Yes, Brad Schneider kicks goals. So he's the starting seven <laughs> with a running half, a, a running halves partner who kicks goals. So... It, it- is Schneider the, the biggest cow of the year then? I think he's bigger than Lachlan Elias at this stage. Quite possibly. If It depends on how long he gets at the, uh, gets a run. I guess if the Raiders do poorly, they might cut him and bring in uh, someone else. They still do have Sam Williams in that team. Matt Frawley as well, yeah. So, you know, he, he'll definitely get at least one game, obviously. And um, hopefully, you know, he gets a run of games um, over the next few weeks while Fogarty's out for the next four months. So... He definitely could be the cash cow of the year, that's for sure, Mitch. Yeah, so look, that, that's good there. And yeah, any surprise over Croker either, guys? Mitch, I know you you were worried about the voodoo science of stem cells. Mate, that's all come to fruition. But I think largely, even if, if Croker sort of passed the eye test, he was as good as uh, uh, Schiller who's been picked. And, and the issue with that is that Croker's on the way out and I believe Schiller is more of a player on the rise. So there's just more upside in picking the younger bloke. Um, and that's just the reality of football and professional sport. I I tip my hat to Jared Croker that he's kept going. I think a lot of players in his position would have retired and I really do want to see him out there. But, you know, as I said in, in that podcast, like the, the hocus pocus fluid's unlikely to work. And... Uh, at that point, you know, he, he just doesn't have much left in the tank, I think. So I'd stay away from Croker on going, guys. Mm. All right. Look, we've also got a bit of a weird one. So we've got uh, James Schiller, who I hadn't really heard of before. I'm assuming this would have been Harley Smith Shields if he hadn't had that injury. So, uh, look, James Schiller is, uh, is in the center position. But, guys, I'm pretty sure, and correct me if I'm wrong here, look, we've got Jordan Rapp in the back, right? And really, either Schiller or uh, Simi Valame, one of them's going to lose their job, right, when he comes back. And it looks like they might want to bring Coker back from Reggie's as well. So, look, uh, are you guys seeing any value there, James Schiller? I just no, don't no. think the Raiders have enough points, do they, Nick? That, that's no. my, that's my no. issue. The job, job security is too much of an issue for me to even consider him. Yeah, cool. So I know that a few of you out there are looking for that guy who's 220K to come in and, and like fix your team list by being just the cheap guy you can fill out. But yeah, Schiller's not it, guys. Neither is Cooler. So um, look, you can take the risk, but you know we'll say we told you so. Uh, <laughs> so uh, the other one is Ryan Sutton, or Sut God, as some in the fantasy community call him. Not quite sure why, but they do. Ryan Sutton, 18th man. So he, he's not in the starting 17. Uh, Hodgson is starting hooker. I think we all expected that, yeah? Tom Starling at 14. Yep. 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 And look, Adam Elliott is in the 17. He's just on the bench, along with Corey Horsburgh uh, and Emre Gula. Uh, Elliott Whitehead's moved to lock. And uh, look on the edges, Hudson Young, Corey Harrower, and Ira. So look, that that's that's interesting. I know that you guys were keen on Hudson Young. Is that something you guys are still interested in? I've moved off him after all the eye gouging jokes. I'm just freaked out he's going to get suspended and all my cash is tied up in him. So <laughs> I, I I've moved on to Bird and God help me, you and Aiken under Nathan Brown as as my starting second row. I've just sort of shifted that as we're talking. 
um, looking to try and get rid of Targo. So I'm off Hudson Young because I because of Cleary's gone, I can get Crichton, I can get Grant, I can get Hunt. Uh, I'm not looking for that really unusual POD. I'm probably going to go a bit more stable and run of the mill and look to, to differentiate myself in other ways. Nice. Uh, look, guys, and obviously we've got uh, Brad Schneider. Uh, definite buy, yeah? We all got like just boom, money, money, money yep. on him. Yep, must have. He's in a must-have category. Yeah. Even if he performs poorly, guys, right? Like, he's at 240K, whatever else. He will make money. Starting seven kicking goals, right? Yep. Uh, something seriously, unless, of course, look, I'll put it out there just so I'm not that guy. He could be injured. He could be suspended. Something terrible could happen. But no, me that none he, of that's going to happen. If no, he plays no, 80, no, 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 no. We're giving guarantees here, okay? We're not... We're not we're not copying out, okay? We're guarantees he's a he's an absolute must-have. You won't regret it. Yes. And, and and under the stew rule, if everyone has him and he gets injured, you just trade him out. That's it. Like everyone else has to. That's 100%, it. Hundred percent. And look, there's a four forward rotation there, so we're not worried about someone coming in taking minutes off him, which is good too. Nope. So there's no goal kick in there either. Um, look, let's go to the other side of the field here, which is the Sharks. Cronulla Sharks. Uh, look, Connor Tracy seems to have picked up an injury. Uh, so, look, that has moved uh, Ronaldo Militalo to centre. And Matt Nicavalu has come in on the wing. So, look, I, I know there's some interest there. Someone uh, came up asking, you know, is Ronaldo a buy? Guys, thoughts on that? I don't think he's actually played a full game of centre in the NRL. I'll, I'll just double-check that. Mitch, do you have an opinion? Uh, I just don't trust the points in this Sharks team, and he's he's sort of a known attacking stat, unlike attacking stat player, unlike Jesse Raymond, who I believe is more a tackle-busting style, stable stat sort of person. I just want to see a couple of games before I get on board. Uh, even if he does score points, you know, maybe I, I miss out on 15, 20K, but I, I won't be pulling the trigger on him straight away. Yeah, M- Mulatalo has never started at center in the NRL. So you're basing, uh, if you're going to pick him up, you're basing it off that one trial game. Um, he's definitely a big body. I don't see why he couldn't perform there necessarily, but uh, he sort of appears to me to be an out and out winger. Mm. Did you? Yeah, no, look, mate, I agree. I just just wanted to make sure, you know, it wasn't uh, wasn't talking bollocks. So, <laughs> now, the other the other big news in the back line, uh, Matty Moylan is confirmed starting six with Nico Hines at seven. So, are we on the Nico train, Nick? I think I think you have to be, don't you? Oh, Mitch, yep. Yep, lock it in. Okay, yep, and that, look, that's me too. All three of us, we're on Nico Hines. So, we're, though... You know, Nick apparently doesn't have enough halves, so he's looking to move him to half. <laughs> Whereas I, I can nah, barely I'm trying choose... to bring another wing fullback. That's what I'm trying to do. Yeah, <laughs> I'm no, trying to I, cheat. I, I can't find three wing fullbacks I want, so I've got Nico definitely as a wing fullback for me. I reckon be one of the top five scoring wing fullbacks this year. Um, so look, let's let, let's lock him in. Having a look through the rest, look, I feel like there's a lot of traps in this front row, guys. Uh, look, we got Braden Hamlin, New Whaley who's uh, 377. Uh, no, 362, sorry. 362K, uh, who is a starting prop as we speak. Uh, and then on the bench, outside of Aiden Tolman and uh, CSC for Talakai, we have Royce Hunt, 240K, and Andrew Fafita, 240K. So we've got three very cheap middle forwards, 
all of them look good all of them look big all of them have good ppm how do you feel about that mitch oh man um they're all a risk i think for feed is probably the highest risk uh you can't really go wrong with any of them at the price because I think they're all going to get reasonable minutes and they'll have a reasonable PPM. Uh, but you've probably got to go Braden Hamlin, Ueli, don't you, given he's got the starting position and then work your way down, Hunt, and then Fafida. Um, that's just me looking at it now thinking I did have Fafida in my, my squad, but given there are slightly better options now, I will probably move on. I just I don't trust that knee on Fafida. It makes me really nervous. He showed a couple of good signs in the Bulldog Sharks game and the Indigenous round. But his injury history makes me very nervous. So he's probably at the bottom of the pile and then I'd move Hunt in the middle and Hamlin Ueli, uh because he's in the starting the starting role. Yep. Um, okay, Nick, your thoughts on that? Who's the first forward to go out when, say, like McInnes comes back in, do you think, Stu? Yes, that's a great question. I don't know. I, I honestly do not know. It could be Andrew Fafita. It could also be Royce Hunt. They've been in and out of the side, right? So it won't be Tolman and it won't be Ueli. So who is it? Yeah, I, I'm guessing Fafita. That's just a guess. Mm. But if he outperforms... He, he's number 17. I don't know. Maybe... <laughs> <laughs> you're, you're, you're hoping that he just he just puts them in order on the board of who he likes. I love Will Kennedy the most. He can be fullback this week. <laughs> I think if he needed a cheap 240k forward, I'm leaning towards uh, Max King from the Bulldogs at the moment over the other options here. I could be wrong. Royce Hunt may make more money than Andrew Fafita, but I'm leaning towards Max King. The eye test was pretty good, wasn't it, mate? I've got him as well. Mm. Yeah, just just job security. You know, when you bring in another couple of forwards onto this bench, I just don't. I see these guys maybe dropping off, or it could be Talakai. I don't know. It's just it, it'll be a slow. Time. It'll be a slow burn with all of them as well. If you're going to make cash, probably Hamlin Ueli will be the slowest given he's already at three sixty two. But his job security is probably best given he has the starting role. I, I feel like Fafita's gone. If once McInnes goes back in, but again, I could be yeah. wrong. And Hamlin Ueli may go back to the bench when. Um, McInnes comes back and Fanukin goes to prop. So it's, you know. Which, 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 by the way, he will. That's right. But he has has the best security to side. Yeah. No. So, and look, uh, just so you guys know, in case you are like, well, I'll get Royce Hunt for a sneaky four rounds, three rounds till Cam McInnes comes back, right? At an average of 30, right? Which is a PPM, you know, off the bench. First round, he gains 11K. The second game, he gains. Wait for it, guys. 18K. And the third Ooh. game, wait for it, 21K. So, like, obviously, if you... That's pull- 60K, 58K. Yeah. yeah. So, so it basically, yeah, he's up to 290K. So, 50K. So, if, if like, obviously, if he averages 60, he goes absolutely ballistic. But I don't think any of these guys are averaging 60, right? So, really, there's not enough time for these guys to make money, well, I think. 60k is not bad. Yeah, 50k. That's not, that's not good enough. You could do better. Yeah, 100%. You could, but it's not bad. It's yeah, not, it is. but you you've better. got a limited number of trades it's, it's, this year. Yeah, you're wasting a trade. Yeah. Well, that really writes all three of them off, basically. That's what that does. Yeah. That means I have to get rid of Fafita off my emergency. Yeah. Awesome. That. <laughs> thus the lesson ends, guys. Thus the lesson ends. Okay. We've at home. We've nutted it out. Don't this touch is, them. This is why you, you don't go in there. Now, look. 
if McInnes or one of the forwards or Toby Rudolph does get injured and you know that these guys are in for a longer term, feel free to jump on. But as it is, you've got Cam McInnes, and Cam McInnes has a motor. He Dale Finucane has a motor. They will play big minutes. Britton Acora. Aiden Tolman can play long minutes, yeah. And, just, and Teague Wilton yeah. will rejoin the bench once uh, Wade, Wade Graham's back. So, yeah. Okay, cool, guys. Don't get trapped. Uh, moving on. Uh, look, obviously, Wade Graham is out. Syndesmosis, uh, Mitch. Uh, yeah, they've got him at six weeks, but I feel like he'll probably be closer to the eight-week mark at minimum. Uh, that's sort of what we're seeing with Schuster. My point on Wade Graham still stands that he's a concussion magnet and I wouldn't go near him as a player. Uh, who have we got who's replacing him at the moment? Team it would be... Yeah, so you've got... I reckon you've actually probably got closer to eight weeks of Teague Wilton if you want him and then, you know, you might have another six weeks of Teague Wilton when poor Wade Graham goes out with another concussion. So, yeah. The danger with, of course, Teague Wilton, he's actually more expensive than Wade Graham. So if you want... Oh, Wade I'm Graham, not I'm not saying you'd pick him <laughs> up, but like if you want a Wade Graham, don't worry about the foot, worry about the head. I uh, gotcha. All right. So, so, yeah, he'll be okay, but I still wouldn't pick him up just on the basis of that, that those head knocks. Cool. And look, we've got a couple of future superstars on the Sharkies bench, but none of them are close to the 21. So moving on. Uh, okay, guys, who we got winning this week? I had that bet with Nick during the Milk podcast that the Raiders would beat the Sharks yes, and they're, they're a shadow of themselves and, and I feel like that, that bet should be voided but I've, um, I actually think the Sharks are going to eke this out by two points. I think it'll be a low-scoring affair and uh, Cronulla will probably find a way to get this one done which pains me to say. The yeah, Sharks um, going to go into uh, the Milk's, the Viking Cup and, um, you know, do the McInnes clap back and win by a few, I'd say. Um, Stu, what do you got? Yeah, look, I've, I've got the Sharks up by 12. But again, it is still a close game because I don't think the Sharks are all there yet. I think they'll take a little bit of time to adjust to a basically an all-new middles pairing. Uh, so, okay, let's move on. Uh, Friday night, surprise, surprise, the Broncos versus Souths. 8 p.m. at Suncorp. <laughs> what a surprise for round one, fellas. It's like oh, that, that's exactly what we want to see on Friday night. <laughs> so Brisbane. sick of that. Uh, Brisbane stinking. That's true. Oh. I, at least, you know what? I, I enjoy Saturdays more than now that I know I'm not watching the Bronco. <laughs> <laughs> that's why it's Super Saturday, mate. <laughs> <laughs> oh, that's a good one. I like that. Anyway. Uh, in case the laughing didn't give it away or nothing. Anyway, moving on. Uh, Broncos on. team list. Uh, we have Isako at fullback. So I guess for those of you like myself who were hoping that, you know, it would be Cobbo and then he would just keep the job and be number one. Apparently, he pulled up a bit sore and a bit busted from the trial. Uh, a bit overworked from a new preseason. He's a young fella. So they're taking care of him. So that's good. They're not just thrusting him in. But Jermaine Asako. So, uh, any thoughts about that, guys? Any of you dropping on the Asako train? No, sir. The Brisbane have to score points for him to be worthwhile, and Reynolds isn't playing. He's not a fullback anyway, like, in my uh, opinion. No, he's a winger. He's a winger. Mm. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, and I think he's in there, I'll be honest with you, to kick goals as well. 
Though Stags can kick, but I think Jermaine Asaku is a better goal kicker. The um, irony of that is they've got to score tries to make that worthwhile. <laughs> that's true. That's true. Uh, look, the other big news, Corey Oates uh, has been for, uh, for a wing spot with Selwyn Cobo on the other wing. Uh, the Adam Reynolds, I, I guess COVID's really hit the Broncos, guys. This is the big warning for the year. This is, this is Stuart Lord's warning for you about your team depth. All of you guys who have gunned up absolutely big and then your benches are a whole bunch of 240K nuggets and all your emergencies are too, right? Adam Reynolds is out with COVID and it's gone through the team. Corey Pay is out with COVID. Uh, Kobe Hetherington is out with COVID. They're not quite sure when they'll be back because they keep on not passing, you know, um, rat tests. So you got to have depth in your team because it's just so, like, you don't know when, when it's going to happen and you don't know when they're going to come back. So, uh, guys, we've got Billy Walters and Albert Kelly, six and seven. How does it make you feel about Billy Walters? I'm happy to get on the train for at least a few weeks while he's in the team at 240k in a half pairing where Reynolds isn't playing this week. I'm rolling the dice. Nick? Yeah, I mean, I've got I've had him in for a few a uh, couple of weeks now. I'm I'm sticking with Billy Walters. He's got um tremendous upside. I didn't realize actually. I think uh, Mark from Fantasy Amateurs again another plug. Um he mentioned he's 28 years old. I'm like, "What?" So, you know, as soon as I heard that, I'm like, "Sweet, I'm in." Hmm. All right, and for myself, look, I'm a little bit more nervous about it just due to the fact that, look, apparently, like, you know, Albert Kelly might have a chance to outshine him. But I guess, like Billy Walters, you know, take take a punt on him. But if you if you were choosing between him and Brad Schneider, I'd choose Schneider, I'll be honest. So uh, just just due to the team makeup and due to the fact that Schneider will probably kick it, pick up more kick meters. Yeah, I agree with that. But a yep. lot of people have both. So I got both. Okay. Definitely got both. Uh, look, we got Keenan Palacia, uh as a prop with Ryan James to the bench. How are we feeling about Ryan James now? Not as good as you did at the start of the year, mate. I know. I was all over him, partly due to Nick's stats as well. But yeah, mate, I'm, I'm not feeling as good about Ryan James. Nick? No, I'm completely cooled off. I thought he'd get this starting spot um, whilst he's at... Fledler? Uh, yeah, whilst Flegler was suspended for a while, um, I thought it'd be a good pickup, play 40, 50 minutes potentially, and, you know, make a ton of cash really quickly. But no, nah, not the case. Uh, I would avoid. Yes. No, definitely. I've moved right off Ryan James. He is off the list, guys, in case you're still listening. He's off. Uh, look, Pat Carrigan's back to 13. But again, we're not quite sure of this makeup because Flegler is suspended. Kobe Hetherington, who was the likely 13, is out with COVID. So, guys, I'm not feeling strong about any of these Broncos guys outside of maybe Billy Walters. Do any of you guys have any Broncos in your team? I obviously had Corey Pay um, prior to oh, this yes. COVID, COVID uh, issue. I might just try and hang on to him. Because uh, it's only going to be a week and he should reclaim that starting hooker role and I don't necessarily want to burn the trade, but I do like all 21 starting the season. Uh, and then outside of that, I only have Billy Walters. I haven't gone on Payne Haas. Based on Nick's strength of schedule, I think Angus Crichton might be the better option in in the mid-air. I think there's more cash to be had there. Uh, and he could have a lot of schedule, mate. From round two to round eight, they it's suck. actually pretty good. They suck. Yeah, they suck, uh, but they are about, they are by round 13 versus the yeah. Roosters who are by round 17. It doesn't matter. They both play Origin. 
so but I, I i do get you um all good so look yeah i guess i've i've got Payne haas though again he angus scrotton and him are, are pretty close neck and neck Payne haas is the better floor but uh angus scrotton has the better ceiling uh apart from that guys uh yeah i've got billy walters uh let's move to the other side of the ledger the rabbitos so having a look here paulo did make center guys there was some word that he might not right but he's in are any of you guys still in on jackson paulo he no. just didn't pass the eye test for me how about you nick yeah he's spot on mitch yeah no nah, i'm out yep look i'm I'm definitely I'm not as keen as I was, so he's he's definitely like tier three for me. So it'd only be if I was in a real jam. He will get DPP though, guys. So look, if you if you're absolutely stuck and he can't find anything more than three hundred twenty-seven k, look, he he probably won't lose you too much money. <laughs> That's all I can say. I'll find the cash for um, Rocco Berry or Stephen Crichton. Just do it. That's true. Um, okay. Moving on, uh, rest of the team. Uh, look, Josh Mansour is out. Tane Milne has taken his spot on the wing. Uh, so I guess I wasn't entirely sure that I expected that one. So in our draft, I actually picked up Josh Mansour, thinking that he would be a PPM guy, but obviously they didn't like him in the charity shield. Was he burnt by Ramsey and Sloan? Uh, I Sounds about remember. right. Yeah, I, I felt like he was a bit like maybe maybe he, he gave it up there. Look, I don't think there's much money Tane Milne at 381k. He's a DPP, but he's playing on the wrong wing. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> Look, Lachlan Ilias, guys, are we all locked in on him though? Yep. I don't have him. Yep. Okay, moving on. Go get Lachlan Ilias. So he can be your other starting or bench uh, half. Uh, looking through the rest of the team, uh, Jai Arrow is at 12, and Cam Murray has returned from his surgery at 13. I know you were a bit worried about him, Mitch, but he's starting. So It's, guys, quite, it's quite interesting that Murray got back before Cleary. That's that's almost certainly because of the, uh, the rotator cuff tear that Cleary had. Whereas uh, Murray was just a straight out Latage. Uh, would still be would still be a bit wary of him. I reckon. I reckon he won't be Cam Murray for at least another three or four weeks. Hmm. Okay. So, so a bit of a warning about Cam Murray. Jai Arrow. Any of you guys keen on Jai Arrow? 554K now guaranteed to pick up a dual position player. Yep. Middle edge. I've got him. Yep. Mick, uh, sorry, Mitch. I don't have him at the moment. I don't have him. I, I Now that I've got the cash freed up to solidify my mids, I don't have him. I just think there's a little bit of risk associated with minutes and roll. Uh, that said, he's on a team that's looking like, just let me bring it back up, uh, that is pretty light on. Uh, yeah. It, the, yeah. Bench, the bench doesn't look like they can replace what he does and the quality that he does either. No. So my, I dare so they'll be leaning on him. My concern is if Jacob Host, if they bring him on, he goes to an edge and they move uh, Jairo to a middle position. I'd love that. His PPM goes to, uh, I think, 0.9 or 0.9 something. It's really good in the middle. It, uh, it the is. edge is his edge, PPM's, his edge PPM is pretty trash. So, um, okay. but I, I think we locked him in for about 45 minutes on the edge and 15 in the middle, and that was going to produce like an over 50 average. And he's, he's going to make a minimum 50k. So, and that that's like a low side projection. Mm. 
Okay, so look, that's that's pretty good on Jai Arrow. I know others weren't as keen, but I'm I'm on the bench about it. Uh, look, Havili is definitely a middle cover guy, as is Michael Cheekam. He's pretty much a utility, and Tom Burgess is an out and out prop. So it's really just Jacob Host that we're worrying about there. And there's no one really coming back from injury. Like I know that Liam Knight's somewhere in there somewhere, but are we really? Do we really mind? Um, oh. And look, we've got Davi Moale. Guys, if he's somehow still in your team, get him out. He's he's 18th man. He's not going to make it into that team. Yeah, just, yeah. Uh, he will get a run Dead very bother. late in the year once if they're either guaranteed finals or guaranteed not to make finals and because Mark Nichols is off. Um, so likely Mark will go to the bench or something and uh, Davi Moale will get a bit of a run. Uh, so... Looking at the rest of this team, any other thoughts on this on the rabbits for you guys? No, no, me, mate. no I'm good. That's Sweet it. Is. Okay, so predictions for the week. Uh, Nick, who have you got? Oh, bunnies, easy. Easy. Okay, uh, big win, little win. Yeah, big one. Yeah, I don't know. Uh, six, 16 or something. Easy. Mitch? Yeah, I got bunnies by fourteen. I think they'll 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 do it, do it comfortably. I'm really worried that the Broncos are going to do exactly what they did in the trial game. They they they'll start off with intent for twenty minutes and then just fade away, and we get to spend another Friday night watching it. I just think Broncos need the strong team to do anything. They they can't. You know, it's probably good to get COVID over and done with for the. Um, you know, Adam Reynolds and everything like that, but they just need the strongest team possible to put their best foot forward. They just don't have... The the depth is too young and not... Um, they don't have enough winning sort of players on their roster. So, yeah, I just don't see them coming close to Rabbits, really. Mm. Stu, what do you have them? Yeah, look, I've got them plus 12, so that's that's all pretty standard. Uh, so, we've got the Rabbits to win there. Uh, guys, we're up to Super Saturday. So, uh, let's go through... Uh, Roosters versus Knights, 3 p.m. Saturday at the SCG. Interesting time to have the Roosters on at the SCG, but you know what? It probably wouldn't be too bad a game, except the SCG is probably possibly the worst grand Australia to watch football on. Uh, look, guys, uh, Mitch has picked it. Billy Smith has snagged a centre spot. Look at that. Well done. And Paul. Oh, I, I find everyone's lack of faith disturbing. <laughs> and Paul Momorowski's picked up a spot on the wing, which he did at the Panthers, by the way, which is probably why they're happy to put him there because they found out that, well, he won a premiership there, didn't he? He's a boss player, dude. Love Mommy. Oh, sorry. No, he was playing center. Crichton was on the wing. But yeah, look. Yeah. 100%. Um, so, look, Momorowski's good. Uh, we've got Luke Keary is definitely back as seven, pairing Sam Walker. So, it looks like that pod plays pretty dead, guys, for Sam Walker. Yeah. That- the party's over, Stu. That's it. Excellent. Yeah. So Walk- Walker's the bust. I guess, look, if that may change, I'm guessing, if at some point uh, Keary goes out. But otherwise... You mean, you mean when Kiri goes out? <laughs> More slander of Luke Kiri. There you go. That, that is absolutely not slander. I enjoy watching the man play, but he is a walking injury magnet. Fair enough. Okay, so you're just saying that God hates him. I understand. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> and look, we have Lindsay Collins coming straight back into the starting team at prop uh, with Jabriru Hargraves. Uh Angus Crichton, Antupanoa, Radley, Watson. Connor Watson looks like he's just filling in for the week. 
uh, for Sam Verrills, who's suspended. So Connor Watson is at uh, hooker. Uh, Drew Hutchinson looks like he's just filling in for the week as a utility until Connor Watson goes back to 14. And their bench, rest of the bench is Fletcher Baker, Nat Butcher, and Tahiako. Uh, guys, thoughts on this team? Uh, let's start off with Mitch. Uh, we're talking the Roosters first. Roosters. Oh, mate, this this team kicks ass if they stay healthy. I was watching uh, NRL 360 last night and uh, Buzz Rothfield, who uh, is an interesting character, was basically, you know, making his assessment on how much teams are actually worth versus what they get paid. And a lot of it, I thought, was just hot air. But what he did say about the Roosters is he reckons they're worth two to three million more than they're actually paying them. And he's not wrong. This team is just... Oh, I look at the St. George team, for instance, and go, not many of their players would get on this team. It's just so darn solid. Uh, and it's why, you know, that whole Payne Haas versus Angus Crichton sort of situation, I have to go Crichton because I just feel like this team's going to go ballistic like they did last year, uh, as long as Kiri stays fit. If Kiri stays fit, this is your premiership team. Yes. Without a doubt, Nick will be right if Kiri stays fit. Yep. No, uh, they'll, they'll certainly be very strong. Though I would argue that yeah, Angus Crichton, if the team is stuffed full of good guys, does he get less ball though? I think he he, he knows how to find uh, find. He a runs meat good holes. Yeah, he loves a meat pie, mate. He, he does. does. He's got great upside for him for sure. That, that that's he's a that, that's good what I've got Yeah, they, oh, it's going to be so nice to watch now. them. You make you make me try and fit Angus Crichton and Payne Haas in because Payne Haas we know can score well in crap teams. Oh, he's a monster. But uh, the other thing is Billy Smith, like, you know, as soon as I saw he was in, he, he's found his way onto my emergencies. I just, he, he he is an injury magnet as well, but he passes the eye test. He's big, he's strong, he's fast. And again, he's on a team that's going to probably put 40 or 50 on this night's team. So you, you can't not have him. It's sort of that, like not having Bradman best the year he broke out. You need to have him there. I think, I think there's a bit of cash to be had there. Oh, Bradman best-esque. There we go. Okay, Mitch, big I actually think he's better. There you go. Oh, I must say Bradman Best has come back, so I'll, I'll say is he better than 2020 Bradman Best? I think we'd, we haven't seen his upside yet. Think about this, and this is something you said. How long have the Roosters hung on to this guy when he couldn't play? And the Roosters are a team that knows their talent, so they're, they're, not, gonna, boy. they're, they're not going to hang on to mugs. That's true. Look at poor, look at poor Kyle Flanagan. That's true. Yeah, they're ruthless. They're ruthless, dude. <laughs> That's what I mean. So, yeah, great point. And, and he was playing well for them, and now he's on a on a Canterbury Bulldogs team. And I was watching uh, some video <laughs> footage the other day, and Trent Barrett won't even talk to him. He just walks straight by him. He's in he's in bloody NRL hell. I feel terrible for the guy. So he should go he, play in England. I I tell you now, mate, Kyle, go do before it's too late, mate, go do what Jackson Hastings did. Go play a couple of years in the UK. If you're yep. good enough, they'll take you back with open arms. I actually think he's got a bit of talent, but my point is the Roosters would not hang on to someone who's not good and he's made the starting squad. They wouldn't have played him if he wasn't ready. That's true. And, and I, I guess I, I, I don't think he'll get kicking from what I hear, but he'll be a good backup kicker. And I think that Sam Walker is not a good kicker, so Billy Smith might end up with kicking duties too. Yeah, I reckon... Me. He's a really interesting sort of potential. Is he POD status? Let me have a look. How many people have picked him up? Oh, he's less than 2%. Yes, he's POD status. Yeah. He's double I, I, I'm all over him, man. I'm all over him. I, I just, my spidey senses are tingling. Okay. Uh, so that being said, uh, 
I guess, Nick, you know, do you, do you have anyone else in the Roosters you're high on? Uh, yeah, uh, I'll probably just go the other way just for a bit of contrast. Uh, don't pick up Connor Watson round one. Uh, he's just holding the place, and we've done our evaluation. We think he's going to lose money once he goes back to the bench. Um, Drew Hutchinson, don't bother either. Uh, and the other one uh, that looks like a trap to me is Fletcher Baker. Um, I'm not sure he's going to get many minutes at all. Um, and much of a workload and they have forwards coming back. Um, I'm not sure where Egan Butcher is at the moment, um, but he'll def- uh, Do you know how long he's injured for? No, no not definite. Oh, wait, we, we should have it up somewhere. Uh, Mitch, you got any news? Who is this, sorry? Fletcher Baker. Oh, Egan, Egan Butcher. He, he did his knee, but I'm not sure how long he's gone for, but... Um, I don't think Fletcher Baker is necessarily going to see huge minutes um, in such a high work rate type of pack, in my opinion. So uh, I wouldn't personally touch in his foot missing the first month. Yuck. Yep, tw- twenty-one yep. year old. But uh, uh, do we know where it was? Was it a? Nav- I would imagine it's probably a navicular. I I would think at least six to eight weeks before he's going to be going to be okay uh, yeah he was done pre-season so it's the, missing the first four weeks of games so he did it first week of the trials I think yeah okay sweet as okay uh, no problems at all uh, so yeah look let, let's stay away from Fletcher Baker um, I also thought you'd talk up Tedesco Nick but anyway moving on uh, oh, no Tedesco no, 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 no. okay, Tedesco James Tedesco so he, is off bring him in he, he is a hard buy in my team he's, he's probably my only undroppable now um, What's he at, mate? With, with Kiri being there, mm-hmm. he's at six ninety five k. He's not cheap, but with no. Kiri there, he goes from being a try assist line breaker this guy to a try scorer line breaking guy. It completely unlocks his running game, and he can just find opportunities. And you know, I think he may, you know, start to reach those turbo sort of heights again. Now that he's able just to play his natural game and not be ball playing too much. I think um, that's a valid point. You combine Kiri with Sam Walker and Victor Rayleigh, there's so much playmaking. They just need Teddy just to pop up at the right spots and finish off um, movements. I don't think he needs to be orchestrating and, and pointing, you know, where things need to happen and, you know, thinking about that. I can just play instinct footy and uh, bring him in, I reckon. Ooh, big call there. Bring him in. Uh, Mitch? I don't have him at that price and he's not a PAD for me but uh, at 14% ownership but I, I, I can't argue with Nick's points I think he hits the nail on the head at every mark there if you if I saw him on your team I wouldn't wouldn't criticise you for it it's it's a good pick up now, now everyone's got Cleary cash you know it's like Radbucks all over again just splash, <laughs> splash it on plays you want to watch as well guys like he doesn't love to watch Teddy play so anyway that's true yep. It's basically the same logic I've had for Billy Smith. They're going to score. They're going to score points. Mm. Very true. And look, I at the, look. Teddy's certainly someone who I've looked to put into my team, and then gone oh, and put him back out a couple of times. So I'm certainly thinking about it. Um, I guess we'll determine before team this Tuesday, and you know I'll need to get the list from you guys sometime on Thursday, so I can post them out, and everyone can laugh at us again. Uh, <laughs> so, yeah. uh, look, let's look at these nights because uh, I think. We're all on Billy Smith. Is that right? Yes, sir. And then uh, sir. Mitch is on Angus Crichton. Nick is on Luke Keary. And I'm on the bench about both of them because I can... No, I am no. not on Luke Keary. I want James Sedesco. Thank you very much. <laughs> <laughs> so 
Sorry, mate. I thought I'd slip that one by. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, so he's on James Tedesco, and I'm I'm on the uh, I'm on the fence about both uh, Crichton and Tedesco because I can probably afford one. Definitely can't afford both. So we'll work it out. Moving on, let's to the other side of the ledger. Let's keep cracking. Uh, so we got the Knights. Uh, so I've got Man at 13, Crosland at 14. And from what Barry Tui said, Man's likely to get 65-plus minutes. So how Boom, baby. Kurt Man. I've always felt good about Kurt Man. He's in my team now. He's got half mid-DPP. I've got a, uh, he's not in the must-have category, but I'd strongly encourage it. Yeah, Nick, you're on him. Yeah, me too. So look, Kurt Mann is back with a vengeance, right? And so I'm on him. Chris Randall, we're all on him, yeah? Yep, must. Cool. Okay, so Randall, get on Randall. Probably get on Kurt Mann. Put him on your bench. Um, or he can just go straight into your 13. Uh, can we um, quickly just pour one out for Mitch Barnett? Like, how does he not start over Lachlan Fitzgibbon? I don't understand it, guys. Can someone explain it to me? I think it's because Daniel, Saif- Daniel Saifidi's injured. I'm pretty sure it's that. They just don't have enough big middles to cover the middle rotation. Uh, okay, that that makes sense. Thank you. Thank you. I was like, honestly, just like scratching my head, just you know, clueless as to how this travesty happened. Yeah, so, so for those of you who haven't heard, Daniel Saifidi has a fractured tibia. Tibia. Yep. Ooh. Yeah, yeah I... Uh, it may uh, well it's it's a shin bone uh it, they were sort of saying a small fracture so are we aware of how he sustained that was it sort of Trial like a core impact impact so it's sort of like what uh ben hunt sustained uh early last year by the sounds of it they've sort of got him listed as hopeful three or four my sense is he'll be four to six most likely um towards that six six category to be fully fully right he'll be back at four or five but he'll be right at about six yeah and i think they're saying week four because that that's six weeks after he sustained the injury because it was in the there you go. trial. yeah yeah so it's it, it's 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 not a, it's not a nice spot to have have an injury though it, it'll affect him for some time uh just because it's a major weight bearing bone in the body um and sorry, Rob, I told you to get him in the draft, mate, but I didn't know he was injured. So I know you won't believe me, but, mate, I'll take him off your hands. I'll trade him. <laughs> anyway, moving on. So, look, David Clemmer moves to the starting side. Jacob Saifidi uh, as well. Mitch Barnett is on the bench. Uh, Jiraiya Momazia has joined as number 17 on the bench, right? He and Leo Thompson, I can just smell trap all over these guys. Like, 100%. It's just not enough time for them to make money. There's no pedigree. There's no role. Clamour pays big minutes. Saifidi plays big minutes. Jacob Saifidi plays big minutes. Fitzgibbon, Barnett. Like, these guys will be there to make up the numbers if someone gets injured. So, look, I, I'm just sniffed. Just put on, mate. Uh, look, it looks like a very light on bench too. Phoenix Crosland, Mitch Barnett, who is good. Leo Thompson and Jerome Momosea for a starting bench fellas how are we feeling that Yuck. the Knights are going to go well um, it, this I think could get it, ugly couldn't it just oh, by 20, 20 on the wing uh, and then we got Inari Tuala on the other wing yeah yeah Kalen Ponga just go to the Dolphins mate <laughs> well he said that he's going to decide on whether they win or not this like how well they're doing this year it's like mate you're done <laughs> see you later Enjoy the All Blacks, mate. 
Anyway, so all good. So look, let's go to the results this week. Mitch, who had what results? Uh, Roosters by 40. <laughs> <laughs> no, look, they did it last year, Nick. By 24. What do you got, Stu? Look, I've got something very similar to you, Nick. So look, I, I reckon Roosters by 20. And But look, I wouldn't be surprised by... 40 if that team stays fit for that entire game this Roosters team's scary man I, I'm terrified of that team as a Dragons fan they, they, they are going to be fun to watch I'll be definitely tuning in for that one excellent well 3pm 3, 3 on Saturday uh, okay so then we got 5.30 uh, Warriors versus Dragons at Sunshine Coast Stadium uh, so Warriors obviously Reese Walsh is suspended so we got uh, Chanel House Tavita at fullback uh Interesting center combination. Uh, Viliami uh, Velia and Rocco Berry are the starting centers. So Rocco Berry is a dual player, a dual position player at 358k. Viliami uh, Velia is 240k, center only, but starting at 240k. Uh, any interest in either of these guys? What's is the deal with Adam Pompey? That's my question because I thought he was going to line up potentially at centers or even Jesse Arthur's. Adam but Pompey's they brought in uh, man. and Jesse Arthur's yeah, so, is twenty four. Yeah, so I don't know what's happened um, because we missed that second trial. So um, you know this uh, Valia guy must I don't know what any any news on him, guys? Stu? No, look, I, I don't know much. I got more on Rocco Berry, but uh, yeah, uh, Valia. He must he must pass the eye test for the coach because he's he's betting at some decent players. Adam Pompey's an NRL grade player. Jesse Arthur's will be. That's what I mean. They're both they're both solid NRL players. You know, like it's not he must be decent. Mm. So look, two forty k. Look, I just don't know enough to recommend them. But look, two forty k for a starting centre. You know, what's the worst that happens? Yeah. Brownie drops in week two. Yeah, so, okay, you burn it. You, so, yeah, you got a chance of sitting uh, trade on fire. But generally, they give them at least one more game to make up for whatever mistake they did, as long as they don't headbutt someone. So, Valia spent two games last year playing centre for the Warriors against the Sharks and Tigers. Uh, his PPM was uh, 0.24, which is trash for an average of 16. So, um, I don't know what yeah. happened there. If you're going to go Viliami Valea, I'd go for Feeder or Hunt before from the Sharks. Yeah, oh, really it's just good. it's just if you want a two forty um, center, center. Yeah, and, yeah. If, and Valea, find sixty k and get Billy Smith, and then yeah, that's also another roll of the dice, which is he might he might get dropped at some point, but he also just might get injured. So yeah, it, it's and different it, sorts of risks. Looking at his uh, Queensland Cup stats from twenty twenty one, Valea was a twenty nine point one. Average. So that's, that's 10 points. But yes, okay, look, it is it's definitely a risk, guys. There's no guarantees in this sort of thing. So Who's playing outside you and Aitken? Barry. <laughs> Do I have to change that? Hmm. <laughs> Might okay. have to get rid of Barry. No, Barry did have a number of very good, very good games and uh, like uh, good points in the trial match, actually. <laughs> he, he certainly passed the eye test, didn't he? He did. He did, as did uh, Montoya outside him. He's an athlete. Yeah. They're, they're actually really good athletic backs, this back four. 
Um, Chanel Harris Tavita, not so much. But when they bring Walsh, that's a lot of speed and a huge amount of athleticism. Now, think about it. Mm. I reckon they'll give St. George all they can handle. They have the last two encounters. Mm, that's true. Um, they'll, they'll miss uh, Matt Lodge. Matt Lodge is a real wrecking ball. Like, you know, he's... I don't love him, but, you know, he can play footy. Um, I'll say that. I'll be as politely as I can about Matt Lodge. <laughs> Sorry. Uh, last time someone wasn't polite to me, it didn't end well. Uh, so, moving on. Uh, look, the rest of this team is pretty standard. Adam Fanua Blake. Uh, Matt Lodge is suspended for a round. You uh, and Aitken and... Uh, Elisea Katoa or at least Katoa sorry uh, you, have you got both of them still mate mate I'm still keen on them both I'm I'm having a little bit of trouble with both my edge forwards being from the same team though so I'm still weighing that one up but look I think Katoa and that has, same team not having great prospects necessarily yeah, either that's true but Katoa I feel like he's got plenty of upside running outside of SJ so I think I do think that point. passes the eye test but yeah. yes this is the other risk to think about guys as team makeup right so that's why I'm sort of still thinking about it I think you and A can pass the eye test and the opportunity test Katoa mm. is a bit more risk so I, I'm still playing with the cash uh, now that I've got all the Cleary bucks um, the rest of the bench you know don't touch anyone on this bench everyone loves Jazz Tavanga but if he's not starting do not touch him he's just we love Jazz Tavanga he just needs that yeah 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 if he was in a different side he he, he he's the prototype for Connor Watson he's like a chunky one chunky Watson exactly but he's still got the same foot speed the same don't tackle me attitude the same uh like desire to get through the ball and get quick play the balls. He's, he's great. I love him. We're definitely going to bring him in at some point, aren't we, Stu? <laughs> Only if he makes that starting side of Tyrone He's Harris. so tempting. So tempting. He's tempting, for sure. If they get a bunch of injuries, he's in. Uh, oh, yeah. Okay, so, guys, do we have anyone from this Warriors team in your team? Uh, let's start with Nick. Yep, i got got uh, UNA Kent, and I think that's it. Mitch? Ewan Aitken and Rocco Berry's been floating in and out. It's just I'm currently sitting here deciding if I want to risk Ewan Aitken never passing him the ball. (laughs) Yeah, I'm hoping you place the Angus Crichton, you know, playing the inside man and they can pass to outside, right? And for me, I'm uh, I'm caught. I have had Rocco Berry in and out. I have Ewan Aitken and uh, Eli Katawa. I'm just not 100% sold on, but it, I see the upside. So he's currently in my team. And guys, I guess we'll flip to the other side. And the Dragons have made some big calls. So Tarek Sims, now he's not in the starting 24 at all. So I reckon he's injured. That calf injury or whatever he's got, you know, he didn't play any of the trials. Mm-hmm. Yep. So I wouldn't read too much into that because if he was like 21st man, you go, look, he's just been cut. They've told him to go and he didn't. Uh, but in this one, would you guys reckon that he's just got copped an injury? He, he's a state of origin level player. If it's anything but the injury as a fan, I'll be absolutely filthy because he's a, a significant upgrade on Jaden Sewer. Mm. And I guess that's the that's the news is that Jaden Sewer is uh, the right edge back rower and Jack Bird's got the left edge. Jack DeBellin at 13, uh, which is his natural position. And yeah, love it. Back to fitness. Aaron Woods at 10. 
starting prop. But look, he he's a former Origin level prop. So on, on one of the worst New South Wales Origin teams in the last you know forty years. But yep. <laughs> and Blake Laurie. Uh, look, Talatala Moon has picked up the half spot as suspected. Uh, apart from that, guys, uh, Tyrell Sloan's locked down that fullback position, so that's good news. And Cody Ramsey's on the wing. So, look, we may see a little bit of swapping back and forth between those two by the look of it, but it looks like Tyrell Sloan's won that race. Yeah, and I think he's much better suited to the fullback role. I actually think Ramsey, though I know he played fullback in um, uh, the under-21s, I, I feel like he is more of a natural winger. He, he looks better in the wing position. Sloan, Sloan knows how to, again, sniff out a meat pie. You, you can't have him anywhere but fullback. And he has a real silky cutout ball. I, I'm really happy with that decision. Yeah. And I do reckon Cody Ramsey will get better ball from Moses Suley. I'll be honest with you, because I think Ramsey suffered from a lack of good ball. Um, but I, th- I reckon Moses Suley be able to drag in a player, get, get a ball out and put Ramsey into some space. Yep. So, I would agree with that. Because he's quick. Uh, look, apart from that, uh, Moses Embo on the bench and Jack uh, Gajewski. That's it. I, That's I, it. I've remembered that one. Ga- Jack Gajewski, <laughs> mate, you leave me with all these bloody names, has picked up into number 17. <laughs> so along with Francis Molo and Josh Kerr. So guys, how are we feeling about this Dragons team? Um, I think Jack Bird um, wouldn't bring him in uh, just because of not knowing his role and therefore his projection, who knows, and his minutes and stuff like that. If he goes back to lock, I'm not touching him. But And I don't think he'll hold the edge spot. So um, I'm not bringing him in. But Zach Lomax, guys, I'm in. There's going to be a return of Zach Lomax. I'm seeing a minimum five-point um, upside uh, just based on him returning to his 2020 form. Um, so are, I are think, you planning to hold him as a keeper for this year? Because five points yep, probably um, isn't enough to be worth bringing him in as a cashy. So you, that, I'm I'm saying minimum. That's my low side projection. So I'm sort of thinking a ten point, um, or eight to ten point, and then just holding on for dear life with Zach, and I don't have to worry about him all season. So hold on, if I'm just looking at okay, so a ten point projection for Zach Lomax puts him at a fifty. Yep. Okay. Righto, uh, let's remember that, ladies and gentlemen. Nick's, Nick's projected at a 50. Yep, uh, I'm happy to go with that. Um, uh, over 45 at least, so I'm thinking 48. Um, and I've done all the... I've used the Rugby League Fantasy Pros projection builder and everything like that. I've really, really thought about this and I don't see any risk with Zach Lomax. He had a really bad year last year. So you, the way I see him, you're getting him on sale, guys. Oh, I do think this Dragons team is going to score points. And I think a lot of them will come on that right edge. And Zach Lomax kicks goals. And I know he had a rough night at the Charity Shield, but he's a sharpshooter. Uh, I don't hate it, Nick. I, I, I personally disagree with the Jack Bird stuff. I think he'll hold down second row because you can't put him anywhere else. And what about I, Sims? Where are you going to drop Sims Jack Sims is Bird? a right edge player. You, you'll you put Stewart at the bench. Yeah. Stewart goes to the bench. Jack Bird, I think... He is borderline boom. He looked really good, man. And if they keep him out of lock, uh, I think his injury risk goes down significantly. So I, how I, confident are you of, of, of him staying on the edge? I oh, can't yeah. see. Where else are you going to put him? You can't put him at center because Suli's got that locked up. Lomax Agreed. is a player. 
He's not going to go to 13 because DeBellin's the better player there. And Sims will go to 12. So but weren't they have- talking all preseason about him playing lock? They were because he was, but then they've moved him. Obviously, they've decided, you- hey there, Jack DeBellin I- is just built for lock. I think it's probably a combination of him picking up the injury and DeBellin beating him out. Mm. Okay. After, I, um, I, I do like the Lemax I like the yeah. Lemax I think that's real spicy. I like the POD. And as I said, I think the Dragons have points. I think a lot of them will come down that way and he's going to kick goals. And it doesn't matter that they're going to let in lots of points because he won't be the one missing the tackles. No, that's true. He's pretty good. Uh, he's a serial miss tackler though. He is serial, but hopefully he gets better at that this year. That's true. Oh, I think he'll be better. All right. So look, looking at that, guys, I guess how many Dragons do you have in your team? So Nick, you've mentioned Zach Lomax. Anyone else? No, I, I did have Bird in there, but then I, I'll, I'll, I'll bring him in. I think I'll uh, bring him in instead of Toby Sexton. Excellent. And look, uh, Mitch, by your side, would you have Jack Bird or you and Aiken? Uh, as in, if you had to choose, both. No, no. If I had, if you had to choose, but I don't have to choose. <laughs> I've got, <laughs> I've got Jack Bird, mate. You, you, you Nathan Brown. Jack Bird is a better player than you and Aiken. Number one. Uh, he's also five k yep. less. Number two. He's not playing for Nathan Brown. Number three. <laughs> and he passes the ball, so he might have a few tries this, number four. Yeah, fair call. Excellent. Okay, look, I like that. What um, have you got, Stu? Uh, look, I have... I've got Amone in a lot of my builds at the moment, and that's it. I want to bring in Jack Bird, but I'm just... I'm shuffling around. I've got a lot of... I've got a lot of points and a lot of players at the moment, so I'm just... I'm struggling. Uh, I'm struggling with uh, Jack Bird, but... Look, I'm feeling more confident now, which just means I go and rebuild again and I've got work at seven tomorrow morning. Anyway, so let's... <laughs> so you... Are, see, I've got a spicy one. I've got Bird and Benny Hunt. Very nice. I like the Hunt pickup you, when we went about him last week. I I think Amon... I think amone has got points in him, but he's he's going to play that sort of Luai role and Hunt's going to play the more clear role. Now, I'm not comparing Hunt to clear because clear is a better player, but... He's going to have almost all the all the work as the, as the primary half. So at 675k, I'm hoping to make a bit of cash. And then when Cleary comes back on and starts to look like Cleary, I'm cashing back out. Uh, yep. Okay. So look, uh, as for the who's going to win the game, I've got the Dragons up by 14. Nick? Got them Dragons by eight. Mitch? Uh, I'll go by eight as well, Dragons. I think without Torhu Harris and... Uh, um, Roger two of us that the dragons will get him this time. Mm-hmm. That's true. And okay, so let's move on to the evening game: Tigers versus the Storm. They gave the Storm a really tough game to begin this year. Uh, so, uh, look, looking through the team list here, and I'm just double checking, you know, what what we've got here. So, look, we've got confirmation that James Roberts and Oliver Gildart will be the starting centres. Uh, I think we've already talked through them that, you know, we're not really too keen on them. This is the year of the centre, so we don't really need them. Um, Jackson Hastings and Luke Brooks at halves, where I think we'll just drink each other's milkshakes all year. Alex Twole, who I think is filling in this week for uh, a suspended James Tamo at prop. Uh, Stefano Udo Ekamanu has uh, spot... uh, got the other starting spot now Tuilagi uh, so Kelma uh, Tuilagi has the starting edge position so that's very interesting guys um, along with Luciana Lelua however we have Luke Garner 
lurking there on the bench coming back from an injury, guys. So I guess my question to you guys is, uh, also, Joe Offengawi is at 13. Tyron Peach has been pushed to the bench, along with Zane Musgrave, Alex Seyfarth. Um, and, oh, and Jape Sinken has come in because uh, Jacob Little's got a busted knee. So, question for you guys. Tigers, how do you feel about that team list? Anyone anyone interesting, you guys? Uh, just Otto Ikamano. That's it. Fair enough. Not... Nick? Oh. Yeah, Tuilagi's a must for me. Um, uh, Jonti, um, who's, who we've been messaging this week, he really likes Luciano Le Lewis. So, um, you know, we really liked him in the trials this year. So I don't have any problem with anyone having Luciano Le Lewis in their team. Um, so that's probably the only other guy I'm really interested in. Um, yeah. Maybe bring in. Uh, and others also high on Nofaluma. Um, returning to form as well because he had a very down last year. So potentially um, he could be a guy on the up. Uh, Stu, are you interested in anyone? Not really. Uh, not really. I've gone off a little bit of, about Stefano. So I'm interested to hear, Mitch, what, what are your thoughts about him, Stefano, for you? Uh, he's just he's just a solid forward who has that pain Haas uh, ceiling. And I just want someone I know who's going to score some points and might potentially have a little bit of cash in him. Um I also like to spread my risk amongst teams. So I, I don't love that I've got a Tiger in my team, but um, I think perhaps I'm not going to judge too much off the trials. I, I think he's a good player. He passes the eye test, as I keep saying, with all the players that I've pretty well got in my team. I like the look of them, and that's important to me, and I don't think everyone gives it everything in the trials. So I'm just going to ignore some of that and uh, take a bit of a gamble, I think. Yeah, he was good in the trials too. He scored a 47, so yeah. He, he did all right, actually, out of all the Tigers. I know the rest of the team didn't look too great, but he, he looked quality. Uh, yeah, but he just he just didn't have the sort of big punch that we were looking for. Um, that sort of pain half style, like 47, that's not quite what I'm after. I'm hoping he sort of gets into that mid-50 sort of role. Uh, mm. We'll see. 100%. Okay. Um, okay, so looking at the other side, uh, and I guess I'm looking at this team, they're a little bit better than last year, but... That's probably not saying much. Um, so the storm. Look, big news, boys. Ryan Pappenhausen is in. And I'm just going to out there. I'm just going to go, bye. Make sure you're on the Pappenhausen train. You don't want to miss it. He's one of those guys who could be blinking you miss it. Look, he might get an HIA. He might be injured. You can play those risks. But he's also that guy. That upside, right? There's not too many guys who can crack out centuries at fullback, and he's one. Six goals. On a team that's going to score points, and he'll score some of them himself. And look, I think they'll score less points. Like, the the league will score less points this year, right, with the rules changes. Mm. And the lack of COVID moving into stace and the lack of teams giving up partway through the season. But I still think there'll be plenty of points in this team, right? Um, if they- oh, a million percent get clicking um, I do think that the Storm look a little bit softer than they have in a while though uh, so looking at the rest of the back line Xavier Coates is at 5 Nick Meany is filling in for the week at 6 for a suspended um, Munster Munster Cam Munster uh, look we've got the Bromwiches in there Christian Welsh who a few people are high on is, is starting at prop um, he's got an excellent offload Josh King is listed to start at 13 but probably only for the week because Brandon Smith is listed at nine. 
so likely next week Brandon Smith goes back to 13. Harry Grant comes in at 9 and Josh King goes back to the bench. Um, and the bench, the other guys, Tyron Wishart, who is another 220k guy. Guys, I probably avoid. I think he's just a fill-in. Um, so Yeah, was- avoid the whole bench. Don't bother with the Storm bench, guys. There's guys coming back in and they're not... Uh, we've we went through them a, uh, a couple of weeks ago. There's no money in them. No, and look, there might be a little bit in Tyron Wishart, but I I don't think there's enough unless one of the halves goes down. In which case, there's a ton of money in him, <laughs> and you jump all over, right? So, because not I'm, round one, not round one, but I'm pretty sure he'd be the backup number seven. I'll be honest with you. Although, by the look of this, maybe Nick Menius. Um, all right, moving on. Uh, guys, how do you see this game going? How much did the Tigers win by? They've done, Tigers. Be- they've done it before, just saying, but they're not going to do it today. Tigers uh, I- win by negative 10. <laughs> <laughs> what do you think of Mitch? Uh, Storm by 26. Whoa, big first game. Uh, Nick? Yes, uh, Tigers by negative 10, so Storm by 10. Okay. And look, I have... I haven't really thought this one through. Uh, but having a look at these two teams, I've got like the Storm by 14. So like there's just, I don't think there's there's enough uh, enough starch in that Tigers team. And there's Mitch just too much, of a, there's too much of a talent gap, right? Yeah, and to be honest with you, Mitch's one's more likely than mine, but you don't like to say that a team's going to get towed up round one. Um, so because no one watches, or maybe they do if they're a Storm fan, an evil, evil Storm fan. Uh, so, <laughs> moving on. Eels versus Titans, 4 p.m. 4 p.m. Combank Stadium. Jeez, I wish I could go. Maybe I might. Uh, so, Eels, guys, unchanged from the trial. So, there's not really much doing here. So, we'll wrap through this one pretty quickly. The big news is, is that Will Penasini is at three. Um, Sean Russell is on the wing. Uh, but the other big news is that Madison is at 13. Nathan Brown is actually in 18. Now, he might join from the reserves, like to make the bench or the starting side, but it looks like Nathan Brown's injury is carried over. So, I guess, guys, would you agree with me when I say avoid the Madison? Absolutely, mate. Yep. 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 I think, I'm pretty sure that's what we said in the pod earlier on as well, didn't we? We did. But look, it still looks like a very strong team. I know that a lot of people are also very high on Junior Paulo. I've, as I look more into it, he looks pretty good for his price point. He did have a pretty quiet year last year. I think the fastest style of play did not suit a 125-kilo man. So <laughs> slowing things down a little bit should help him out, especially a guy with a deadly offload. Um, so either of you guys interested in Junior Paulo? No. Not at all. Not at all? Okay, and Will Penasini. Either of you interested in Will Penasini? That one I'm a little bit more interested in. I'm slowly coming around on the eels. Uh, he, the fact that I have Billy Smith sort of means yeah, I like that Billy this, Smith more too. That means that I'm going to take Billy Smith over him because I think he's on a on a higher octane and team, fifty k yeah. list less. But you know, I I would like a little bit more center coverage currently. I'm uh sort of I've got Crichton sitting there in center as a winger fullback, but I wouldn't mind putting him on the bench in emergency and then possibly having Penasini in there. So that's something I'm going to think about over the over the weekend Fair or right. over the yeah. week and the next day. 
I just like Billy Smith just a little bit more too, and he's 50K cheaper. So that's yeah. why I wouldn't bring Penasini in. But if you're worried about Billy Smith's injury history and you prefer um, Penasini as a style of player, that's all cool. No problems with that. Um, Mitch and I just obviously are drinking the Billy Smith uh, juice. It's, it's quite yeah. nice. Yeah. And I, look, I've got Billy Smith. It's going to taste like... It's going to taste like 200k of cash. That's what it's going to taste like. <laughs> More if he kicks goals, I guess. Um, all good. Okay, so having a look at that, so we've got Will Pessini. Uh, anything else in this team that gets you guys excited? I guess Isaiah Papali has locked down that uh, position at 12. Looks like, you know, RCG and Junior Paulo at 8 and 10. Um, so, guys, Isaiah Papali, do you, do you have any, any love for him? Not at that price. I'm not bringing him in, no. Uh, he's, yeah. yeah. No. But he's, he's something I prefer, I prefer to watch, but yeah, probably not round one. So, no. but I will think that he will drink a lot of milkshakes for them. Uh, <laughs> yeah. He, he gets through the work, that's for sure. And he scores tries. Like, he can, and he, yeah. And he hurts he's a boss when he tackles them. You just watch them. Like, uh, seriously, guys, if nothing else, go watch Isaiah Papley game one. You'll watch people come out of tackles and they'll just take that little stagger and sort of bend over a little bit or reach for the part where, like, his shoulder or something <laughs> bruised the bone. Okay? Not just the muscle, but you can see that there's some sort of deeper trauma there. <laughs> I'd love to hear it from the sideline when he hits people or when he runs into someone, like what the sound effects are. Oh, jeez, I wish... You remember the first week of lockdown and there was no one at the games and there was no Oh, that was the best. You just heard this. I think the reason why they put the crowd noises is because you also just heard people swear the entire time. (laughs) But but the... Yeah, after they got hit by him. (laughs) That's true. Uh, Look, okay. So we we got that there. Um, Let's switch over to the other side. So the Titans. So their new spine has come together. So... Corey Thompson returns on the wing. We've got Jaden Campbell at fullback. AJ Brimson and Toby Sexton confirmed as six and seven. Aaron Clark as nine. Isaac Lear as starting prop. Dave Fafita and Bo Fulmore are the edges and Tino at 13. Uh, the bench is a little bit interesting. We've got Kevin Proctor lurking there, ready to pounce or more than likely bite at 17. Uh, along with Sam Lazzoni, who I believe is 240k. So I think it's another one of those traps, I'll be honest with you, but I'm not sure what he's trapping us from. Uh, I guess Jared Wallace has been dropped. That's the other news out of there. He's out of the 21. Um, so that's... that's. Oh, no, he's in the 21. He's, he's just out of the 17. And... Uh, Will Smith, the Fresh Prince, is half. Tanner Boyd isn't in the 24 at all. So, oh, no, he is. 19. Okay, so it looks like Will Smith has definitely run that race. Any thoughts on you guys? Have you guys got any Titan interest? I have I zero really in my team. How about you, Nick? I was, yeah, I was really big on Aaron Clark earlier um, with the Chris Randall emergence. Um, I've sort of gone off him a little bit though I probably need I actually don't have a bench hooker so I probably need to bring him back in um, thanks for just triggering that for me so Aaron Clark's one to look at I've got both four more too but I'm depending upon um, what the late news is for Jeremiah Nanai um, 
because he's a hundred grand cheaper to go to Jeremiah Nano of the Cowboys, which we'll touch on a sec. So, um, and you've also got Eli Katoa at four sixty three. So, um, I like both Furmore because we heard really good things about him, but um, and he's a decent price. So I've got Bo, but I may have to bring in. It's four twenty six uh, for Eli Katoa. Don't you go slam him with four hundred sixty grand? It's four. Is he f- oh. 423. I thought it was 463. Okay. And I reckon if you're thinking Bo Furmore, you go Eli Katoa. Mm-hmm. Eli Katoa is a much better player. Well, and and, and just, his job security is way better. Well, I just heard um, uh, Talking League pod, um, TK interviewed Jamin Jolliffe, and apparently Bo Furmore is just an absolute machine of a man. Super fast, wins like all their long-distance athletic, has absolutely trained the house down. And he's beaten out, you know, some representative sort of stock in their um, team for Kevin Proctor. So I know Kevin Proctor's on the out because um, he may have had some disciplinary issues and off the field matters. But, you know, Kevin Proctor's still a boss on the field. So if you're Bo Firmall, who's, you know, sort of up and coming, I don't know. He's just sort of reminds me of like a light Angus Crichton type of thing. Stop Um, selling me on him. I just took him out. (laughs) Yeah, so... Yeah, I mean, I might not take him because he's that awkward price point. That's the only thing. Yeah, but look, uh, we won't hate it, I think, as a podcast. I think we have all the time we won't hate if you take him. Um, just be thinking about Katoa and Nanai and Tuolagi. So, and weigh your risks and drink accordingly. And Targo and, you know, there's, there's a lot of <laughs> Bird and Aiken. Lukey, Helen Lukey as well. There's so many edge options to pair with you and Aitken, I think. So that's it. It's it's actually probably the toughest spot to to fit. I'm thinking that second starting edge spot, that slightly cheaper one. It's 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 yeah, not great this year. It no, it's great. There's just so many options. It's just no one really stands uh, head and shoulders above the pack. So. Um, and, and you sort of might get a bit of regret, you know, if Eli Katoa goes off or, you know, Bo, Bo former um, makes, you know, 40-something tackle. You know what I mean? Like, yeah. Yeah, uh, yeah if, if you pick the guy gets 20 and they get 40, you'll feel sad. Yeah, yeah, you're going to feel like a bit of a mug because their job is to make the money, not necessarily to um, you know, be a gun and be a keeper. It's, yeah. um, so so maybe, maybe just stick to a cheaper price point, I guess. I don't know. But mm. anyway... And, and look, for, for me, look, I've got Toby Sexton as my currently my only player. I think that with against AJ Brimson, who I don't think's ever kicked 100 metres in a game. <laughs> uh, no, ever. So I, I think Toby nah. Sexton will get a lot of that. He will also be running directly outside David Fafida. And I think they've been working very hard because... Um, from from what uh, a couple of guys have been um, saying to me in the DMs is that uh, it looks like he might be... Uh, a little bit better at giving uh, uh, Fafita a bit more running ball so that he's not getting it flat-footed, but rather he's actually running onto the ball. And you think about what Fafita did last year with a whole bunch of just ball, like, from a standing start. Under-12s, yeah. Imagine if he's running at a line like Angus Crichton and getting good delivery. Oh, God. And that's a lot of line-break assists. That's a lot of try assists. There's a lot of, you know... uh, Things like that I see for Toby Sexton. So I'm I'm quite high in and I know uh Mark from Fantasy Amateurs is the big one is as well is is that his pedigree is quite good as well. Australian schoolboys, he kicks goals. 
and he forced he forced out the incumbent, right? Uh, Fogarty knew that he was on his way out. That's why he left. Went to the Raiders. He, he left, I think, a year earlier than they wanted him to, but he wasn't going to stay. Is that you're right? Taking, I didn't know that. You're taking Sexton over Clifford then? That's I'm, a lock for you? I'm taking Sexton over Clifford based on partly the Milford news, right? Because I thought that, well, that means Clifford might not drink all the milkshake. And also do the fact that I think that the the Knights aren't looking that great this year. So I, I did have them both in at one point as well. So I'm not, but I'm definitely sold on Sexton. I'm not as sold on Clifford. Uh, who we didn't really go through in the last section. But look, I guess, you know, it doesn't really matter. If you like Jake Clifford, you'll get him. If you don't, you won't. Um, so thinking about this for the rest of this team, how do we think this game is going to go? Um, I think it'll be pretty, pretty interesting. Um, oh, I think the Eels are going to get up. I, I, I've, I've got Eels by 12. Just having a look. I don't. I don't trust this Titans outfit. And yeah, Eels probably Eels by, too much starch. Eels by six for me. Okay. What have you got, Stu? Uh, look, I've got uh, I've got Eels so that the people in the crowd stop hating me. I haven't had any Titans fans so far, so <laughs> I'll give the Eels. And what I'll, what fans? Pl- uh, plus eighteen. Nah, not 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 even mum, mate. It's like uh, there's actual members of the public who come after me. Uh, as I said, I'm, the Eels I'm, have the most. I'm saying Titans fans. fans. What about? I'm saying what about the Titans fans? I I haven't. No, none of them have come after me yet. But did they have any? <laughs> I'm sure they've got one. Dave Fafita's none. <laughs> anyway, uh, look, okay, so let's move on because it's getting late, boys. Let's get to the last game of the uh, of the weekend. Cowboys versus Bulldogs. So let's look at these teams. So uh, Cowboys, let's start with them. Tal Malolo, confirmed long minutes, right, is what the word is coming out, that they want him back to playing his best. I think they realise that there's no chance they're going to get rid of his million-dollar contract, so you've got to extract every ounce out of this man, wring him dry. So Tamalolo back at 13. And for me, he's actually shaping up as a bit of a buy. Like, I'm thinking that if um, if the coach has finally sort of drunk the Kool-Aid and realised that, uh, you know, you have to play Tamalolo... He's an 800k player on his day. I was just thinking that if he's getting big minutes at 620, that's a lot of cash. That's it. Like he, he could he could do straight up cash cow, but it's like he'd just be a keeper, right? Tamal. Yeah, he's straight up keeper minutes. and doesn't play Origin. Yep, and is relatively healthy. Like yes, he had a couple of broken hands last year, but those are freak accidents, right? Like that's not like it's not like he got weak hand bones genetically or whatever else. Like especially. Man, how am I going to fit him in? God damn it. 620k so starting at 13 and that also means I am well off Ruben Cotter who's at 14 look if Ruben Cotter was at 13 I was all over him but he's not so avoid a 500k agreed like that's most of what Connor Watson made last year just in a starting starting player Um, the other interest for me uh, look Drinkwater and Granville are out of the starting 17 I Nenai and Lukey uh, edge forwards both of them are kind of newer edge forwards which makes me worried about this side because there's a lot of new faces in there I've also got uh, Cohen S uh, is an interesting like there's an interesting choice that they made there that uh, Cohen Hess is one of the starting props um, but Jermaine Tanoa Brown who 
uh, I believe that the coach is brought through from uh, the Warriors. So Jermaine Tenor Brown is listed at 377k, right? And he's a starting forward. He's actually currently in my team, just off this team basis. He's priced at 30. So if he gets like you know a starting prop, like of like pretty decent talent, he should be able to. Yeah, 40 minutes. Yeah. 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 Agreed. So, yeah, 40, 45, 45 minutes, 40 points. That's 10 points. I reckon there's money to be made in Jermaine Tenor Brown. So he is currently in my starting team. Whoa. So, or like, you know, in my, in my 21. But so I I know, I think there's money to be made there. And it's a bit safer than a guy like Bullymore, who we know, he's probably still on my team too, but we know that Bullymore's lifespan is limited, Right. Like Jermaine Snowbrand, he's starting. I like starting players. So, um, how about you guys? Uh, any Cowboys interest for you, Mitch? Uh, based off the comment that Tal Malolo could be getting 80 minutes, I'm just sitting here trying to work out oh, how I'm going to get him in. 65, I'll say big minutes. 65, big not 50, Is 65, do, what was his PPM, Nick? Do we have his PPM? Was it like- uh, give me a sec. Uh, outside of him, I don't have any Cowboys in my side and, and I probably won't even find room for Tal Malolo as I sit here and think about it. Uh, I just think the Cowboys are going to struggle as a team and therefore some of those stats just, just tend to be a bit lower and I don't see any any major cash cows there now that Cotter is completely out of the equation. Uh, and then we look sort of at the Bulldog side of things, although we haven't really gone through that yet, have we? No. Uh, the, um, the, his, so Tamalolo's PPM in 2020 was 0.97, which is awesome, but his 2021 PPM was 0.8. So let's just you know, go with this year and go go towards one, you know, 0. 0.9, 0. 0.95, let's just say. Yeah, oh, look, I, I reckon 2021 was an outlier. I reckon Peyton was learning how to use him as a player. And I also, he was injured. He had two broken hands at one point, missing games. Playing he's in. talking junk about him too. Like what? Played him at prop. Yeah. And it's like Yeah. And and the fun played it out in the media. It was just it was just a joke the way Todd Payton went about it last year, I reckon. Just terrible. Hundred percent. And and what's more as well, like I Valendi's ball, like Tamalolo was built for the old style of play because he was one of the few guys who could bust a fixed line of defense, right? Because he was that big and that strong. And obviously moving faster hasn't helped him, but I reckon he's had another year to adapt. He's still he's still young guys. Like he's not he's not thirty, right? He's he's best years here ahead of him, I reckon, still for Jason Tamalolo. So yeah, he's born in he's he's twenty eight. Oh no. Anyway, I, I, I reckon there's some upside to him there at six twenty. I think you're right. You mean okay. I don't know how I'm gonna do it, but I'll try. And I do think that Jermaine Tanua Brown, I do think there's some money in him. And I think there's also some in Hammer, but I've, I think there's so many good options at the moment. I just think I'm trying to make room for Hammer and I can't. On a not so great team, I worry about the Hammer. That's that's the only thing. No, nothing against him, just the team. Mm, that's true. I'd agree with that. Yeah. Um, I like my attacking players to be on good teams. That's why I've got all Storm pretty well and <laughs> Roosters and Panthers. That's, that's, that's pretty much my back line. Did you get Coates in the end? Bloody oath. Mm, there we go. Okay. Uh, next one is let's go to the other side. Bulldogs again. Pretty much per the trial. We won't we won't trade this on for too much longer. But we've got uh, who is our Braden Burns. 
Braden Burns has come in for Aaron Shoup, who has been cut. So Braden Ooh. Burns was the import from uh, Souths. Souths. That's right. So he's come in. Having a look through the rest of the team, Jake Everillo has kept his spot. The front pack, look, Jack Hetherington and Tavita Pankai Jr. The suspension is. brothers. <laughs> the Bash brothers. That's it the from the su- Mighty Ducks. Yeah. <laughs> it looks like Tavita Penguin Jr. actually, you know, he started it off the other day. And Josh Jackson at 13. Um, Max King is on the bench. And he's it's only a three-forward bench, and they're not big. we got uh, Bailey uh, Biondiotto. So we've got Corey Waddell, who's more of an edge forward, I would say, than a middle. Yep. Chris Patolo, who is big and did look good. And look, he'd possibly be a buy, but Max King looked really good. So if you need a 240k cashy and like to save a bit of cash, Max King doesn't look too bad. I've got him. So um, I guess it's, yeah, if you want the 240k guy, he's probably my pick. Uh, Apart from that, guys, any thoughts on this Bulldogs team? Do you guys have any Bulldogs in your team? Let's start with Nick. I've just taken Max King out as we were speaking because he's not getting any sort of start. I thought, um, wasn't thinking he'd get a start, but... Uh, That's it. They've got the best that, starting props in the game. They literally have the best two starting props in the game. Well, this bench isn't too much, isn't bad either. Like it's, and you just you really look at the, yeah, well, you look at the minutes of the starting pack versus in the bench. Like I think it's a decent bench. Um, you know, it's big wraps on Patolo. Um, Vaughn, Thompson, and Josh Jackson, they're long-minute guys in terms of the middle rotation. So I really don't know. Um, maybe Max King. I mean, he's the only guy I'm looking at. That Put it like that. Yeah. Mitch? I've got Burton as well, but I've been umming and ahhing about him for the last week after I saw that game. I'm just really worried that he's not going to have those same sort of attacking stats he had at Penrith, obviously. And I'm not sure how much of a role he's going to have in the the kicking and the general play. So I currently have two. I might have zero by Thursday, though. Yeah. I I must say Burton's been in and out of my team. I think he'll do most of the kicking in that team uh, because if nothing else, he looked like he knew what he was doing much more than Avarillo did. I think Avarillo is very much a work in progress, whereas Matt Burton's much more level-headed. But... Um, my concern is yes, I'm not sure that he will he will be getting tries every game. Here's uh, my question. Here's my point to you. For twenty seven K more, I could have Tamalolo. Yeah, I'd go Burton. Um Burton's one of my locks. He he's he's an unquestionable gotta have him in there. I'm really nervous. I'm really nervous. I might you know, whatever the reverse of my spidey senses are tingling is, um I'm 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 just a bit spooked. I'm suddenly very gun shy and I can't rationalize it and it might just be pre-season jitters but something about Matt Burton, Burton is spooking me maybe as I look at my fantasy team the fact he doesn't have a picture is just you know like the <laughs> shadow of my team I don't know I'm a bit spooked that's it and look yeah Nico Hines is only uh what 9k more so why don't I have them all come on guys that's get, get, I, I, I do have them all Burton kicked the goal he did Burton kick- was kicking goals. I'm, I'm, as soon as I saw that, I'm like, sweet, I'm in. He part- but they have he- to score tries for that to be worthwhile. Yeah, but he ticks every other box. He ticks, ticks every, every other box. box. Apart from the Bulldogs. And that's the thing. Yeah, well, yeah, well it's up to him to turn team. around. Yeah, that's true. It's up to him. So I guess we'll see. 
Just know that they're, look, Burton probably won't lose that much money. I'm just having a quick look at him now. Look, if you put him down for 45 a game on like a bad uh, average day on a losing team. I've got him at 55. I know you got him at 55, but just say the Bulldogs are poor, right? Matt and Burton has struggles, has to work a bit harder, gets a few less attacking stats, right? At 45... He's he doesn't lose that much money, right? You can always exit him gracefully, yeah. So obviously, if he gets a twenty, hundred percent. If he gets a twenty, he will start to lose cash, and you might need to hit the eject button pretty quickly, or but you can just hold. Um. So look, I guess that's Matt Burton. So guys, this game, this is like, this would have been the spoon game last year, basically. So, <laughs> <laughs> uh, who do you have to win? I've got the Bulldogs by four. Oy. Okay, uh, Nick? Yeah, I've got Bulldogs by 14. Ooh. Oh, Bulldogs plus four. Okay, Nick's got Bulldogs plus 14. That's a big one. Uh, and look, I have... I've got North Queensland. I've got North Queensland to win by six. Uh, because That's the first one we didn't agree on. Exactly, mate. It's like I thought we can't go through the entire way just going, look, it's going to be a one-way trouncing all weekend. Uh, people won't watch, mate. Then, you know what, Peter Vlandis will come after me. I'd start talking about rugby league and, you know, I'll be there for hours. <laughs> uh, okay. So, guys, look, we've been through everyone. Um, I guess the biggest takeaway from today's Teamless Tuesday, what was the biggest surprise outside of Cleary for you, Nick? Very croaker, if I'm honest. I thought I know it's not a huge fantasy point, but to see him not even in the side at all, I was really surprised. Yeah, if I'm honest. So yeah, I'll go with Jared Croker. Hmm. Okay. No, that's a, that's a good one. Uh, Mitch, I don't know if it's a. I don't know if I should be surprised, but Sims not being included. I'm hoping that's just a bit of a hangover from that calf strain. But he's an Origin level second row. I thought they'd sort of find any way to get him in. He's just just such a high octane player, uh, and and I just have this vibe that he's on the outer with Hook, but that'd be the big surprise for me. And again, not not huge fantasy implications, I I suppose. The other big one was Corey Pace, but that's COVID. So what do you do? Mm-hmm. And for me, it is definitely Billy Smith. I thought he was cooked. He was wearing non-contact jerseys a couple of weeks ago, but he's in. So. And let's just hope that he's in for a long time, like he doesn't just leave in a couple He's of not weeks. a trap, yeah. <laughs> yeah, well, that's the thing. Like, we've they sold him up and then friggin' Suwali comes in week three or week four back from injury and just rolls in. Billy Smith's a better pilot, better player than Suwali. Okay, that's a, that's a big call on a very limited game sample. But, yeah, I guess... I, I'm telling you, my spidey senses are tingling. Nobody's listening. Okay, no, I, look, mate, I, I get it. I'm on Billy Smith, but I'm just saying that, you know, if at some point we're all watching the, uh, you know, Joseph Suwali Award for Excellence in Football, then <laughs> we, might, we might need to remind you of that one. Um, all good. So, look, that's the end of the trials, guys. Uh, we'll get some teamless up. We're, as you can tell, we're still digesting it. Like, we've all just finished work and other stuff today. But... Um, there's plenty of interesting stuff up there. Send through your team lists, uh, but most of it's around uh, player makeup, 
make try and make sure, especially with Cleary out there, you got guys who are starting as much as you can in your team, especially starting seventeen. Don't go with. There's no excuse now, guys. You got the cash to splash for starters, like all around your whole team. There should be no excuse. And and you can take some risk, but just remember, like mark up the guys you think might be a bit of a risk. Just make sure you don't have too many. So don't have, you know, hey, they're my starting forwards are too luggy. And then I, and I've got another center who's a risk and this guy. (laughs) Because at some point you could be wiped out. You've only got two trades up until round 13. So if you're full of starting risks, you could spend your time digging yourself out of a red dot hole. (laughs) Uh, No, it's seriously like the, you always a risk. Yeah. Uh, It's the other parties. um, Also just watch your coverage. Make sure you've got, at least a couple of players to cover most positions, even if it requires a shuffle. Because uh, you don't want to run in with just, say, uh, no wing fullback coverage, and then, you know, guy gets a sniffle, gets a temperature, can't play, and you're done. Uh, look, and I guess we'll preview. Um, it's pretty late, guys, so we'll probably wrap up in just a minute. But look, how about we just preview the segments that we're going to run with starting next week? So, Mitch, you're up first. What have you got? Uh, well, my first segment's going to be Trust Me, I'm a Physio. So just giving you guys a bit of a rundown of people coming back from injury as well as people who are currently injured, what the implications are going to be, uh, whether they're going to be pickups or, or in the case of injured players, how long they're going to be out for and whether that makes that current player um, a potential sell. Easy. Okay. And Nick, what, what, what have you got for us next up? I'll, I'll see if I can cook up some more sheesh stats, guys. So looking at any sort of numbers that sort of pop off the page, um, we'll see if I can find some maybe more advanced ones than just flat-out ones. But, you know, anything that really pops off the page, uh, I'll bring up. Easy. And, look, I I will be uh, running uh, the naughty corner. So uh, I guess... Putting people not- in jail. That's, that's it. I love that one there. Like when people get suspended, like, uh, you know, basically the judiciary as well as all the off-field shenanigans like uh, Latrell and Jacob Host getting at it during training today. They're on the same team. I swear, Latrell Mitchell, he can't keep it calm with his own team. So it just, I think Jacob Host got shirty about him, but I think it's Mitchell possibly went in a bit hard for training. Anyway, moving on. Uh, we'll also be starting up a uh, show me the money. So these uh, are the guys that we think might be cashies you can get into your team. Sometimes you know you've got to exit a player and you're like, well, where do I put my money now? Because, you know, someone gets injured or dropped or whatever else. So we'll be trying to highlight guys who we think, you know, have proven they can make some cash. What's the next one after that, Nick? Sell, sell, sell. So what's that one about? Uh, well, who's who's our consensus sell of the week um, that you just need to get out of your team so you don't bleed any more cash? That's true. Sometimes you do need to pull that ripcord and uh, pay pay the man. Uh, uh, Mitch, what else have we got? Uh, we've got you just had to be different, didn't you? And that's basically a segment on who we feel the best point of difference was for the week or currently sort of floating about in the in the NRL so some players that might make you uh, set apart from the rest of the league which is really one of the most important things I mean it's very important to have all the players everyone else had but if you're going to be competitive you kind of want a couple of really good points of difference that's true and you want to try and identify them early enough you don't want to get on as I probably at 700k right <laughs> it's a bit it's too late the um, and 
the last one is O oh, Captain, My Captain. So especially with Cleary out, this one is actually a really good segment. So it's who we're putting as captain this week because now there's actually some choice. Is it Daily Cherry Evans, Jerome Hughes, Payne Haas, Angus Crichton? There's a few choices out there. So I guess that's where we're going to go through who we think the best captaincy choices are and why. Who's your best captain choice this week, lads? Wow, that's a great question. On my current team? Yeah, current team. Not, Ang- not who's Angus. your lock, but... Angus okay. Crichton is currently leading, but... Like, that's who are they a playing this week? Knights. Yeah, that's a pretty good, pretty good draw. <laughs> that's a good captaincy option. <laughs> yeah. I predicted them to win by 40, so you'd think so. Yeah. I, I predict he'll get a meat pie as well. There you go. Uh, look, uh, yeah, he, he'll be he'll be running at. Uh, though to be fair, he'll be running at. Uh, if I remember the sides correctly, Tyson Frizzell. So it won't be easy. Oh, that's a great matchup. It is, that a, is good a good matchup. So I'm, I'm just I'm just trying to make sure I've got the right side here because uh, t- is Tyson yeah, on right hand? Yeah. Yeah. Yep. And yep. Angus is left. So yeah. Yep. Uh, so that'll be a good one. Uh, if he was running against Lockie Fitzgibbon, I'd definitely have him captain. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry, Lachlan, but your dad's Sorry, the sponsor of the Knights. Uh, <laughs> uh, <laughs> your father-in-law. Sorry, mate. I do apologize for that slander. It's your father-in-law. You married into money. Uh, <laughs> oh. <laughs> it just happened to be fortunate. It was love. And... <laughs> <laughs> I'll stop digging here. He's going to find. Uh, so apart from that, uh, I've got Payne Haas. Though again, Angus Crichton might actually be a very strong pick there with the uh, Broncos team that's looking, what, six starting players short, five or six? So, it, 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 yeah. So I uh, look, uh, Angus Crichton might be a decent choice. So that's it. Uh, I think that's it for tonight, guys. Any final thoughts? There's still a lot of work to be done on this fantasy team of mine, and I'm sure everyone else feels the same way, that that extra million dollars cash is a blessing, but um, is also a curse. It's a burden, that's for sure. <laughs> that's for sure. And look, boys, I, I love to say that, look, I'm going to put up a post and go through everyone's post that they're going to put in there, but I, I know we've all got some, all of us got to work tomorrow, so feel f- I'll, I'll put something up as well to saying, look, let's chuck our teams in, but uh, feel free to, to comment on each other's teams as well. Uh, because we're all, you know, we're all working, uh, working men around here. And, um, you know, if, if you've been listening, you know, you either know where we're, uh, where we're talking sense and where we're talking crazy so you can help everyone else out. Uh, so guys, thanks for tonight. Thank you, Mitch. Thank you, Nick. And uh, just quickly, boys, guess what? What? Got the, uh, timestamps perfectly done. <laughs> oh, well done. There we go, mate. Now let's add another segment. <laughs> <laughs> or maybe I forgot to record. Nah, anyway, look, moving on. <laughs> We're definitely recording this. And uh, look, thank you guys. Uh, yeah, thank you, Mitch. Thank you, Nick. I won't leave any dead air. So I'm just going to say uh, good night. <laughs> Assuming I can find this. Hello. <laughs> <laughs>